This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. And good morning. Thank you and welcome everybody to our show for this Thursday morning. And it is uh, March 31st, tomorrow, April 1st. New Mexico becomes the 19th state to have recreational marijuana, meaning people won't have to get a prescription. All right. A round of applause for Nico. <laughs> people will be able to uh, walk in without a prescription, a valid driver's license, and you don't uh, you don't have to be from New Mexico. So similar to, at least kind of similar to uh, Colorado's rules. That's the closest place, I think, that has, you know, where where you can go in and recreationally buy cannabis. So that is going to be the case tomorrow. Good morning, Nico and Jimmy. Good morning, buddy. You remember about a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago, we had Colt DeMorris from El Paso Normal. On the AfterBuzz. Yeah. Yes. And he told us, you know, the one thing you might expect is supply issues. Yes. With dispensaries not having their supply uh, fully, you know, full. And also people, come, tourists, <laughs> you know, coming in from states <laughs> other than New, New Mexico to purchase some weed. So he said for the first few weeks, you might see some empty shelves or at least limited inventory. No, that's not what he said. He said that after after a few weeks, after about four or five weeks, you might not see anything after four or five weeks. Okay. All right. There's going to be stuff there for the next couple of weeks, but it's going to... The problem... Like they're well stocked now, They're well stocked now. The supply issue was that there's way too much demand for how much supply there is. Right. Okay. So... At, at some point, though, there could be some real problems with products being on the shelves in New Mexico. Yes, yes. And that that could last for weeks or, or maybe even the end of summer, I think Colt said. Yeah, probably probably the, they're all going to sell out most of their supply within the first few weeks. And then you'll see them waiting for resupply for the next year. All right, well, that is tomorrow in New Mexico. And I wrote an article, which you can find at klaq.com, that Remind you what things are still uh, illegal in New Mexico. Just as an example, uh, driving under the influence, you can still get ticketed for driving under the influence. Mm-hmm. Selling weed to uh, somebody under 18 is still a felony. There are still mm-hmm. you know, plenty of things that are felony, and then there are a lot of things that are misdemeanor. So you can read that article over at KLAQ.com. It kind of tells you... Uh, I'm sure it doesn't hit everything, but kind of the big notes there about what's going to be illegal and legal uh, starting tomorrow in New Mexico. Good morning, Joanna Barba. Good morning. Joanna, let's uh, go ahead and preview what we have coming up in entertainment news, which you're going to get to later today. Yeah, well, perhaps the biggest story from yesterday was Bruce Willis's announcement that he is stepping away from acting amid aphasia diagnosis. Did I say that correctly? Yes, aphasia. Aphasia. Well, a lot of celebrities are coming out now, like the Razzies are discussing how they will address their recent Bruce Willis Awards after his diagnosis revelation. He uh, swept up at the Razzies because he's put out so many direct-to-video movies. Mm-hmm. 
But maybe he was doing that, knowing that he was about to retire from acting. Do the Razzies feel bad they kind about of feel giving bad so many Razzies? It. Yeah, another one who feels pretty bad is Kevin Smith. What did Kevin Smith do? Apparently, he made a lot of petty comments and complaints from when Bruce Willis, when he was, I think, in one of the Die Hard movies. <laughs> oh, no. Kevin Smith was in one of the Die Hard yes. I kind of... Do you remember this? No, I dropped out of the Die Hard movies after I think three. <laughs> I think three Kevin was Smith as far as I one went. Of them, and then so now he's feeling pretty bad about it. He says, "Quote: I feel like an a hole." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it. It's not like he was commenting on his acting then when he had aphasia. Now it's when he has aphasia. So he was probably still a bad actor back then if he was, you know, could have made fun of it. Wait, Kevin, Kevin's, uh, Kevin Hart? Is that who Smith. 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 Kevin Smith. <laughs> God, I'm sorry. Wow. This Kevin Smith. Smith. There's a big difference between both of them. <laughs> he, he One's do. a comedian. I would say Kevin There's Smith is also a comedian. The two, He's a director. Yes. Yeah. He's Silent Bob as well, though. Chris Rock addressed the slap last night at a comedy concert. We have audio, but it's pretty poor quality audio. So many people are so upset over this audio. Oh, because Chris Rock is one of those people that makes you yeah. put your phone in a metal so basket or one whatever. One of the very first ones that I saw reporting it was Variety. And people are like, Variety, are you like condoning piracy now? Right? How did, how did you <laughs> how get this audio? How are you audio? able to promote this audio? <laughs> Do you want to hear the audio? I mean, yeah. I mean, now that you mentioned it. All right. So Chris Rock <laughs> broke his silence during a show about... Uh, he did two shows last night at Boston, comedy shows. And uh, here's what he said. The audio is not the best. But I guess considering all the rules that Chris Rock has for his comedy shows, the fact that we have any audio is kind mm-hmm. of a miracle. Uh, so he didn't really go in depth. Uh, people mm-hmm. at the show say he he said he was going to talk about it, but he really did not seem like he wanted to go into too much depth. But he got a standing ovation at uh-huh. the beginning of the show. Nice. And he got a standing ovation at the end of the show. And I had a like a 30-minute conversation with my girlfriend about why I should be more like Will Smith yesterday. And when <laughs> I say it was a conversation, I mean... She told me for like thirty minutes why why she was I talking why at you. Don't fight and defend her honor. Uh, Does she know that you follow the path of least resistance? See, no, I, they don't a, speak the same language, Joanna. That's a good point. She, what did she say? Will Smith was in the right. Violence, Valencia eat noise gold, but Will Smith sometimes. You make fun of the person for the hair. You need a boom. <laughs> okay, you need to tell her then that you follow el camino de menor. El camino de mor resistencia. Resistencia. I think that's Italian at that point. The um, path of least resistance. But she she says you should be be more like Will Smith. What that? Yeah, fight for her honor. Stupid buzz. comedians. <laughs> Oh, and she also speculated that, you know, eventually I'm going to say something that makes somebody think they have to come down and slap me in the face and I'll have it coming. So. Oh, no. 
to this show? Yeah, like I would say something. <laughs> oh my God. Like you're going to say something on the radio. Somebody's going to hear it and take 30 minutes to drive here. <laughs> I believe that was what she was saying. <laughs> There's all someone who's going to Will Smith you one day. Or Chris Rock you? Chris what Rock, term you're... are we going with? You got rocked. Or you got Smith. You got Smith. Will, you got princed. <laughs> yeah. Handprints on your face, that is. Uh, so we got a lot to talk about. Are you going to go to me? Yeah, Nico, <laughs> what do we have coming up today? God. You know. What do you want to talk about, buddy? I was going to bring up how Lego is releasing a, Vla- a Vladimir Zelensky figure- figurine from Lego. Uh, okay. Oh. Thought okay. you would find that interesting. Can you really tell like one Lego character from yeah. another unless they're Batman or something? Oh no, they're they have gotten very. Do you want to see the? Do you want to see it? Sure. That looks like him. Yeah, it's a Lego in uh, like fatigues, but he usually wears a T-shirt. He that. doesn't wear fatigues. That's one thing I noticed. I kind of yeah, like he's that. He's like a T-shirt and jeans kind of guy. It's like a jacket, like a green jacket. Yeah, I don't think it really captures. Uh, the essence of Volodymyr Zelensky. Well, speaking of Ukraine, uh, have you heard the theory that Putin is making a lot of decisions, uh, faulty decisions in Ukraine, because his generals are too afraid to give him the real information? I heard them I heard that reporting too. that on CNN, but then I heard John Bolton say that he doesn't he doesn't believe that's true. But they said that the generals. We're too afraid to tell Putin. Yeah, the uh, hey, it's not going as smoothly as we thought. Um, like for example, there's reports that Putin had no idea that they were using conscripts in Ukraine. The guys that you would just kind of say, "Come on, for one year or just a little bit of time." That the Russians were using conscripts. Oh, they have. You didn't know that. No, no, but I'm saying which thing Putin wasn't aware of. That, he that did the not Russians, know that the Russians were using conscripts and that those conscripts are the ones that have died at the highest rate in Ukraine. So they're estimating about 17,000 casualties or, or fatalities on the, on the Russian, Russian side. side. And a lot of them are, are these conscripts that they kind of just employed for the year. I think it was like a year contract at um, the most. Related to that, I read a story that said that some of the uh, Russian soldiers, and whether these are the conscripts or not, but that some of the Russian soldiers are self-sabotaging. Like, they're self-sabotaging their own equipment or vehicles and stuff because they don't believe in this war. The Ukrainians have done something pretty genius, which is they're leveraging all of the cash that other countries are giving them, uh, like the, the actual cash, and they're putting up rewards for Russian soldiers who are willing to defect and give over their tanks, their their missiles. If you give up and surrender your arms to us, we'll pay you. $10,000. Okay, that's probably like a death penalty thing, though, if if the They're, Russians they get already, a hold of you. One guy already uh, took in a tank, like a really sophisticated tank, and he said that he can't go back to Russia. It is huge spring tank buyback program. <laughs> <laughs> Drive it, tow it, haul it, however you get it here. $10,000 for your tank. <laughs> <laughs> and they had drones going over the meeting site to make sure it wasn't an ambush. Uh, and then they, they went in, they confiscated the tank and him. And Did they slap him a check or cash? No, they or? had to bring him in, you know, and then eventually give it to him. Because he can't go back to Russia. Right. You might as well kiss Russia goodbye. Or ever going anywhere where somebody might poison a drink. 
Think about that too. That's mm-hmm. what you know when they have these Ukrainian Russian uh, peace talks, which either don't go any place or don't go any place far. Would you like a drink? No, 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 no. thank you. Because <laughs> that's in their playbook, right? Putin's poisoned a lot of people. Yeah, uh, not just in Russia. On British soil, he poisoned uh, an opponent. Yeah. Well, Moon Knight was pretty good, I gotta tell you guys, on Disney+. Plus, uh, Not too bad, but very different from the character in the comic books. What's wrong, Nico? Nico? are you upset? You I'm upset, still waiting. Nico? I'm still waiting if this is a joke or not. If he's just playing a bit on me. Did you really watch Moon Knight? Well, you were going to come over and watch it yesterday, and you never showed. I so. called you at three. <laughs> you called at four. <laughs> right? What is this? What is this? Okay, and so you watched it without him? No, I, on the call, I was like, don't watch it without Promise me. me. Promise me you're not going to watch it without me. <laughs> That's adorable. And he's like, I will not watch it without you. I promise. And then the first thing he says this morning, Moon Knight was great. <laughs> so you don't know if I'm stunting you or if I'm telling the truth. We never know with you. Yeah. Meanwhile, I I'm didn't even know you knew succession. the word stunting. Um, sorry to cover that. No, yeah, you. He used the word stunting, so I can't believe that. Buzz, you stunting in a different sentence. Stunting? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I thought I coined that word. I didn't know. It was a, <laughs> he thought, I didn't know there was gonna be a cool like that. This was a stunt. I, I don't know if there's another. Is there like a millennial or Gen Z version that I don't know of that word? Aww. It means lying. I mean, kind of stunting. Anyways, Joanna's into a new show. You really did watch this, though, without me? Like, like, honestly, Back to this. You really, nah, you really nah I didn't it watch it without you. Buzz. I bet you already told Joanna all about it. What's Joanna watching? Succession. She got into Ooh. it. Did you like that first episode? Was it worth it getting into yes, it? Yes, I'm on episode six now. Ooh. See, that's one I always thought Buzz would have gotten into because it's about like... And the whole time I'm thinking like, who are we in the show? <laughs> like Buzz is totally the head guy, Logan. Yeah, uh, yeah. or also known as Brian... Brian, Brian Cox. Cox. Yeah. Nico is totally Roman, which is Kieran Culkin's character. I'll, I'll take that, yeah. And I'm Jerry, the Which, one chick that works oh, on the, the board. the daughter. No. No. The older woman that works The older the woman that's always oh. with, like, ideas, and they just kind of dismiss her. <laughs> but then they're like, we need you to go talk to him. He'll listen to you. Nico is definitely a cousin Greg. I hate to disagree you, with I you. I thought the same thing <laughs> Nico is at not a, first, but then I was like, no, he's more Roman. No, he's a cousin. He is 100% cousin They assign Greg. him to be the COO, but he has no idea what he's doing. Uh, cousin Greg wins out in the end, just so everybody knows. All right. Spoilers. Hello. Spoiler, I just started the show. I just made that up. I have no idea. No. Okay. Oh. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Recreational sales of marijuana become the law in New Mexico tomorrow. Less than 24 hours away. And I've got a handy guide to uh, what is still illegal, what's a misdemeanor, what's a felony, what could get you fined, what could get you arrested. The first dispensary opens at 12.01 a.m. Not 4.20? That's a missed opportunity. Oh, yeah, it should have been the morning. The day's already over. Hold on on a second. They've still had the dispensaries open, but only for New Mexico residents with the prescription, right? 
Well, there are some dispensaries who do not do medical cannabis. They'll just do the the recreational sales. But so those haven't. Those won't be open till, until tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. And I guess at twelve oh one. Yeah. So New Mexico is a lot different with or has been anyway than Colorado or even Oklahoma. I mean, Oklahoma, you got to be an in-state resident and you got to get some kind of prescription but as far as advertising man they got glowing sign you can't miss them mm-hmm. in new mexico you could drive right past a dispensary if you're not paying real close attention you mm-hmm. wouldn't know it was there they're a lot more low-key but in a lot of it has to do with the number that are licensed to like some states uh, regulate like they, they put a limit on how many dispensaries can be allowed in the state uh new mexico they're actually worried that they're they're letting too many uh people get licenses to sell and and um, where is that New Mexico? New they Mexico. think too many people are getting licenses. Yeah, that they they might see a problem with the glut of of people trying to get into the industry. Well, if you want to find out what's still a misdemeanor, what's still a felony, and what's somewhere in between, you could read my uh, article at klaq.com. It's yeah, it could be pretty helpful. Let's take a look at El Paso weather and the golfer's forecast brought to you by Painted Dunes Desert Golf uh, Course. We are through the windy part of the week, uh, so not nearly as windy. Winds 5 to 10 today, mostly sunny and 73 for the high temperature. Now, the winds are going to pick up just a little bit tomorrow, but it's still going to be a far cry from what we had earlier this week with 30, 35 mile an hour winds for tomorrow. Sunny, 80 and uh, look for afternoon winds around 10 to 15. But then on Saturday and Sunday, we're looking for a really nice day in store. Uh, both days, Saturday, sunny and 82, light winds. And Sunday, maybe some cloud cover, partly cloudy, we'll call it, in 84 for the high temperature on Sunday. And again, those winds around 10 miles an hour on Sunday. El Paso Golfers Forecast brought to you by Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. You can set up all your tee times and reservations online at PaintedDunes.com or by calling 915-821-2122. That is 915-821-2122 for Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. Uh, Inflation is happening. Gas prices are soaring and supply chain issues have made prices go up. KLAQ is here to help. In these kind of circumstances, we say go f- fund yourself. That's right. Go fund yourself. We are giving uh, $10,000 away. $10,000, you could do a lot with that. Nothing to sneeze at. You could uh, buy a reliable used car. You could put a down payment on a nice home. You could uh, do all kinds of things with $10,000. You go on your dream vacation mm-hmm. for $10,000. Starting on Monday, KLAQ's Go Fund Yourself $10,000 cash codes return. And there will be one $2,000 winner daily. Uh, open the KLAQ mobile app for details and win cash up to $10,000. Go fund yourself with 95.5 KLAQ. We're going to get into the Mo Show calendar and daily almanac of events. Here's an interesting uh, statistic, and I'm going to share an interesting factoid that you may not know about me. I've never flipped off another driver in traffic. I've never shot the bird to another driver in traffic. Pretty sure you flipped me off. Oh. 
I'm pretty sure I've been driving past you and I've seen you flip me off. Yeah. <laughs> I've never, okay then, I've never flipped off a stranger. Okay. okay I've never flipped off somebody other than as a joke okay. or whatever. Okay. It says love language. One in. <laughs> Joanna, have you ever yes. have you ever flipped off a driver? Oh, you don't drive. Have you flipped him off drive. for your <laughs> have you Have you flipped off anybody in traffic before? No. Nico, but tell I've the truth. done this thing where I'm like, "What the hell?" Yeah, yeah, no, I've done that. But hey, never had I had the. What's going on here? Yeah. You do that thing like. <laughs> yeah, I've done never that. Never have I flipped anyone nope. off though. I am the most chill driver, pretty much in the world. Well, one in five drivers say they have flipped someone off in the past year. Yeah, I believe that. April is Distracted Driving Awareness Month, so keep your eyes peeled. You know, my mom would never really get upset during driving, but when she would, me and my brother thought it was hilarious. Like, if she got real upset and started flipping... Wait, would she shoot the bird at him? Maybe maybe once I'd seen it, but we just thought it was hilarious. Oh, look at this crackpot driver. (laughs) I'm going to shoot him the naughty finger. Does your mom sound like that? Perfect. I got her down pat. She's so Aww. mad at you. <laughs> I do not sound like mommy. Linda. <laughs> oh. I don't sound like Linda Belcher. Her name's Linda, by the way. It's Melinda. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> doesn't anybody ever call her Linda for short? No. Your dad never calls her Linda? No. No. Lynn. Okay. Lynn. 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 Hold on, I've got to call my Nico, my genie weenie. One in five drivers have flipped someone off in the past year? Oh, you want to talk about this, do you? (laughs) (laughs) Out of a poll of a thousand people, four in five say they think America's driving habits have gotten worse during the pandemic. Huh, I hadn't thought of that. Have driving habits gotten worse during the pandemic? 81% 81% say they think other drivers are more aggressive. 76% say other drivers are more reckless. 79% of people think there's more speeding going on. And they asked a few road, road rage questions out of the 1,000 uh, motorists surveyed. 23% say they yelled at a driver in the past year. And 21% say they have shot the bird. At somebody in traffic. But you, no? Not a flipper offer. Well, yeah. At least in Again, traffic. Buzz doesn't like confrontation. Yeah. That's too much effort. Time for the Mo Show calendar and daily almanac of events. Let's get into this. March 31st, Cesar Chavez Day. Cesar uh, Chavez was a labor organizer who fought notably for the rights of Migrant uh, farm workers. Mm-hmm. Today is National Crayon Day. National Prom Day. Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> Nico <laughs> has yet to send me his prom picture. I need to send it to her. I just forgot about it. <laughs> and you just saying this reminded me. I before. will have an article later on with our prom pictures. Had I previously sent you a prom you photo? You had. Before? So no. I have a really nice picture of Buzz Wait, at his prom. Oh, that's hilarious. And my girlfriend, Jenny McMorrow. Jenny? Adorable. Um, World Backup Day is today. I guess that means... For all your side pieces. Yeah, back it up. 
Birthdays today include Ewan McGregor, who played Obi-Wan Kenobi in the Star Wars prequels. He's going to be back as Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney Plus later this year. What is that coming up? Like in May? Mm-hmm. May the 4th be with you. Uh, serious? I think so. Oh, sweet. Ewan McGregor, 51 today. The only original member of ACDC who's still in the band, Angus Young, guitarist Angus Young, is 67 today. Should be Ang- Angus Ancient. Well, <laughs> Angus Old is more like it. Former Vice President Al Gore turned 74 today. Also, t- the exact same age, turning 74, Rhea Perlman, who played Carla on Cheers in real life. She's married to Danny DeVito. Mm-hmm. And if they were to stand one on top of the head of the other one, they'd still be under six feet tall, I think. <laughs> <laughs> They're both less than three foot tall. They're very tiny people. Yeah. They're perfect for each other. <laughs> uh, birthday for Gabe Kaplan, who played Mr. Cotter on Welcome Back Cotter in the 70s. He's 77. Is that one you're familiar with, Joanna, from Nick at Night? No, they didn't play that. They on didn't Nick play. At Night. So you don't know about Barbarino and no Horshack? No, all that's just Wasted unknown to you. All right. <laughs> Christopher Walken, uh, the brilliant actor who's currently on Severance on Apple Plus, is 79 today. You ever get develop a walking impression? No, too many people do them, and too many people do bad versions. Too bad of them. I think people. I I don't think the world needs another bad Christopher Walken <laughs> impression. <laughs> From the Partridge Family, the mom of the Partridge Family, actress Shirley Jones is eighty eight today. Also, Richard Chamberlain, who starred in the Thornbirds, uh, which was a TV event in the eighties. Also, didn't he sleep with, like, over a thousand ladies? No, that's Wilt Chamberlain. I oh. think Richard Chamberlain actually <laughs> came out of the closet, uh, like, 30 years ago. Oh, so. okay. Richard Chamberlain is 88. Not Wilt Chamberlain. Different guy. A couple of notable uh, dates in history on the rock side of things. 55 years ago, 1967, Jimi Hendrix set his guitar on fire for the very first time. He did it during a concert in London, and it was such a hit with the crowd, he made that part of his act. Uh, You know, he would frequently light his guitar on fire on stage. A very dark day for fans of, I don't know what kind of music you'd call it, like Latin pop, I guess. Selena was shot to death on this date in 1995. Tejano. Tejano? Yeah. Uh, Selena shot to death in Corpus Christi, her hometown, by the founder of her fan club, Yolanda Saldivar. We don't say her name. We don't talk about Yolanda? No. Uh, Convicted of murder and sentenced to life in prison. Uh, That happened 27 years ago in 1995. She who must not be named. Exactly. Has she come up for any kind of parole? Does that ever come up? Yeah, I think it's come up a few times. But they haven't haven't given it to her. No. Joanna would be right there with a sign that says no. Exactly. We have a group. We meet every Thursday. <laughs> the Keep Keep Yolanda Saldivar in Prison yes. group. 
And you guys come up like every week. It's like, hey, let's hear all the new suggestions for keeping Yolanda Saldivar locked up. Yeah. What do you got? Yeah. This date in history, March 31st, 1985, the first WrestleMania went down. Ooh. Uh, this kind of, you know, wrestling was popular through the 70s and the 80s, but it really got to the extreme levels of popularity. Right about this time, in the mid-80s. So WrestleMania was a thing that really brought wrestling to uh, new heights, I guess, as far as popularity and their fan base. And it all happened on this date in uh, 1985. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Mostly sunny today. Winds are not going to be as high as they were uh, Yesterday, the day before, so a little break from the wind today. 73 for the high temperature. Up in the 80s, though, for the weekend, starting tomorrow and through Sunday. Look for highs in the 80s. Kelly Q invites you to join Joanna Barba from the Buzz Adams Morning Show this Saturday. And this is going to be noon to 2 at Specs on Sunland Park Drive. Commemorating Specs' 60th anniversary. Are you giving out free samples, Joanna? I mean, probably not me. <laughs> it says they're going to have numerous specials and door prizes, so they're giving something out. Ooh. Uh, but Joanna will have copies of the Ghost album Impira to give away. So, hell yeah. Ghost fans, drop by and get a copy of the Ghost album. That's Specs on Sunland Park. Happy 60th anniversary to Specs. And that is Saturday, noon to two, with Joanna from the Buzz Adams Morning Show. All right, I got a couple of uh, stories here. Bruce, we'll get more in depth into this later. Bruce Willis says he's stepping away from acting after being diagnosed with aphasia. Oh, no. So, uh, Nico, I believe aphasia is when you have trouble getting the words to come out correctly or in the right order. A lot of times people who have strokes have aphasia, but it can also develop slowly over time. What yes. else can you tell me about aphasia? Um, it's a it's a language disorder that uh, is, like you said, often associated with stroke. Um, there's there's several different types of language disorders. It's a cognitive issue. Well, there's also dysphagia. There's aphasia. Uh, it just means that you you have an inability to communicate the words that you want to do. So a lot of times, people who get aphasia have to use pictures to communicate. Um, they have to point at pictures, things like that. Bruce is 67 years old. He's gotten, uh, he put out a statement with his wife, his daughters, and his ex-wife, Demi Moore. Uh, They said, quote, to Bruce's amazing supporters, this is a really challenging time for our family. We are so appreciative of your continued love, compassion, and support. Um, Those who have worked with Bruce over the past few years have noticed that he was having what seemed to be cognitive issues on the set, like remembering lines. And uh, you say Kevin Smith feels bad that he was trash-talking. Yeah. What was that movie? It was the one with uh, Bruce Willis, and it was like a buddy cop. Cop out. Cop out, right. Well, now Kevin Smith says he feels bad. (laughs) Right. He says, I feel like an a-hole. I, I, so are they saying uh, that no, it's not a result from a stroke? Are they saying he has not had a stroke? I don't think they're saying. Oh, okay, so but he it, still it, could have had a stroke. 
Sure, but it could aphasia can also develop over time. You know, it's a thing that well, it's a symptom of of uh, Alzheimer's as well, I think. But there's there's different types of aphasia. There's, there's Broca's aphasia, Wernicke's aphasia, global aphasia, and each one kind of produces a certain constellation of symptoms that. And I think they're getting that specific yet. Just kind of like Bruce, well, the main point is that Bruce is going to. I guess uh, stop acting. My point is this: for now, there's some of it that just literally you can't say the words because your motor reflex, like you know, you know what word you mean to say, but your mouth has a problem forming the words. Then there's some where in your head you you can't know, you don't know exactly what word you're trying to say. Your mouth can still say words, and you might say a different word than the one you intended to say. So there's there's these subtle little differences between the the aphasia. And it all, it all signifies what part of the brain has been damaged, the temporal lobe, the frontal lobe. Also, the people who do the Razzie Awards feel bad because this year they had an entire <laughs> Bruce Willis category of all the bad movies that Bruce Willis was in. Right. Which was apparently a lot. Well, he's done the thing. We talked about it with Nick Cage, where Nick Cage, Bruce Willis has done a very similar thing where he he appears in a lot of low-budget direct-to-video mm-hmm. Video on demand. Where they paid him. You know, a large sum of money, and he probably had to show up and work for a couple days, a few days, you know, just so they can say, oh, we've got Bruce Willis in our movie, or we've got Nick Cage in our movie. But, you know, Nick Cage said that he was doing it to pay off a lot of debt that he had. Maybe Bruce Willis was doing it because he knew, hey, I'm going to have to quit working. I want to make sure that I I can be comfortable. Um. And I feel like what happened at the Academy Awards really <laughs> took a lot of the spotlight off of the Razzies this year. The Razzies co-founders, they were like, quote, In Willis's defense, perhaps his reps should not have let him do such a high volume of work in so short a time. But they are discussing how well, to Well, I mean, the ultimately, news. it's still Bruce Willis's decision. If he wants to take a bunch of jobs and... <laughs> Sock okay. the cash away. That's you know that's Bruce Willis's business. But <laughs> LeBron James is now a Razzie winner. He took home worst actor for Space Jam: A New Legacy. That was on. I guess it was on HBO. Yeah. yeah. I, re- I, I refused in, to watch it. I tuned in for five minutes, and it actually made me nauseous. Just the the amount of product placement and how this was not really a movie. It was really a commercial. A giant commercial. (laughs) A giant commercial. Uh, Worst picture went to Diana the Musical. I kind of want to see that. I know, right? Worst actress went to Gianna DeWall for Diana the Musical. Worst supporting actor, Jared Leto for House of Gucci. You missed the other worst supporting actress. Uh, Judy Kay for Diana the Musical. <laughs> they got three. <laughs> now, here's the category they might regret after the news of Bruce Willis. Worst performance by Bruce Willis in a 2021 movie. And there were like eight movies that came out direct-to-video. But the winner of the worst performance by Bruce Willis was Bruce Willis <laughs> in Cosmic Sin. Worst, uh, this is the Razzies we're talking about here. Worst remake, ripoff, or sequel, Space Jam, A New <laughs> a new Legacy. Um, and then worst director was for Diana the Musical. Worst screenplay for Diana the Musical. It sounds like Diana the Musical. <laughs> Terrible movie. But still kind of want to watch it. <laughs> so. Yeah, I kind of want to check it out. 
Hey, Buzz, you know Joanna and I have been very good this week and deserve probably a little coffee for well, our... We do deserve I think a we deserve a little coffee, coffee for our... Right, what, have, what have you done this I think gun? we've just really dealt with the Lisa trauma well. And I think that we're really like in a good place yeah. right now. I think coffee would help us get into a better place. All right, we'll <laughs> dig in your pockets and see if you can come up with enough change. No, I'm taking Lisa's spot as the asker of things. So now you have to do it like Lisa would do. Money, please. Mm, no, that does not work with me and Buzz. <laughs> That's like cool for a flirty girl to can do with him. Can I just hear you say it, though, for me? Money, please. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right, it worked. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Here's the uh, studio line, the new studio line that we were given earlier this week. And uh, this is the one you can use to get through to the morning show. It's 915-910-4995. Let me repeat that again. It's 915-910-4995. I got a clip from earlier this week. It's a teacher who resigned but it sounds like it was either it was one of these things like hey resign or we're gonna fire you the teacher in north carolina after he lost it and started calling his kids idiots oh right (laughs) um how you don't assume that everything you say is being recorded by somebody in a classroom these days is beyond me uh but here's how it went down so the uh, high school teacher <laughs> oh uh, resigned uh, because of this. And here is a related th- uh, thread on Reddit. They asked people, why was a teacher fired at your school? Okay. <laughs> uh, somebody writes, for passing out drunk in the middle of the floor during class. <laughs> they were so bombed that paramedics were called. Oh, my God. Another one says their teacher was fired. Says a teacher flashed her her boobs at a Metallica concert and someone got a picture of it and started passing around copies of the photo around the school. Oh, man. Um... You know what? Maybe we should turn this into a contest because some of these people are saying, uh, oh, the teacher didn't get fired if you can't believe it. So I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what happened. You you guess if they got fired or okay. not. Okay. Also, let me give out that phone number again in case anybody's got a, got a story. What's, what's the craziest thing a teacher ever did? And then we have to guess. Fired or not? Yeah, right. Did they get fired for it? <laughs> or did they not? A uh, teacher let a student borrow her phone to call their parents. The student went through the teacher's phone and found some revealing photos of her and forwarded them to friends. The teacher was fired. Now that kind of sucks. That kind of does. Like not only did your personal photos get shared. And you nice. were doing a nice thing for a student. Here, I'll let you borrow my phone to call your parents. Right. And then the student's just like... Ugh. I'll go through this and see what we can. What, what do we have here? Too. The student should have been fired. <laughs> fired. All right, now I'm going to give you a couple, and you tell me if the teacher was fired or okay. not. My second grade teacher punched my best friend in the stomach oh. hard. 
fired or not fired? Oh, they're in the second grade. <laughs> yeah, fired. Wasn't fired. Wasn't fired. This probably has a lot to do with with when it happened. Okay. You know, like if something happened in the 60s or 70s or 80s or even early 90s, it was basically the teacher's word against the students, uh, right? Not fired for the 70s, but also fired in 2022. For sure. Um, here's one. My seventh grade biology teacher was also my boxing coach. Saw him hit a kid with a left hook at 71 years old and dropped him like a bag of seed. <laughs> fired or not fired? Uh, not fired. Here's what it says. They named the gym after him when he died. Never fired. <laughs> right. Celebrated. All right, here's one for you. Fired or not fired? My seventh grade homeroom teacher would stand before... Seventh grade. Keep that in mind. Okay. Would stand before the class holding a long ruler, and he would stare at the girls while he would rub his crotch with the ruler while swinging it in a back-and-forth motion. Oh, my God. He did it a lot. Oh. Fired or not fired? I'm going to say not fired. Not fired is correct. Yeah. Probably nobody really caught on to what was happening. Teacher hit a camera in his gym bag, pointed at the boys' changing room showers, like the locker room showers. <gasps> fired or not fired? They had to have find that, found that camera fired. Fired and went to prison. Oh, <laughs> yeah, double whammy. <laughs> All right, here's the telephone number again. Do you have a story about something your teacher did and then let us guess if they were fired or not for it? I guess it's pretty hard to fire a teacher. What was I watching one time? I was watching a show, and it had a thing where teachers who they 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 hadn't fired yet, but they didn't want to have them anywhere near kids, were sent to a special Reform like no, school. just all they would do is show up, sit around, and they could read a book, they could read a paper, but they had to show up every day. Oh, so like a teacher form of in-school suspension? Yeah, but not on the school. Like not maybe on the, at the school. Okay, maybe at the board of education uh -huh. building or something. And, and it was in a show, and I remember uh, after that, they that scene took place in the show. It came out, yeah, a lot of school districts have something like that where they'll send a teacher who they don't feel like the teacher belongs around kids, but it's so hard to fire a teacher because mm -hmm. of the unions and everything right. that they just send them to some form of detention, really. But you get paid for it. That's the difference. Sweet. When you get in-school suspension, you don't get paid. These teachers are still getting paid, and all they had to do was show up, read a book, work a puzzle, whatever they wanted to do. Just don't be anywhere around the kids. Right. Here's the telephone number again. It is 915-910-4995. That's 915-910-4955. If you've uh, got any stories you'd like to share without naming names, and let's say to be on the safe side, we won't even name the, uh, the school. But we might ask you to specify which decade it's in. I think that, that might be helpful. Uh, so give us a call. We'd love to hear those. 
Have you heard that Amazon is doing a James Bond TV series? A TV series? They sure are. You know what? I better wait till... What did Nico do? Go out to get coffee? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should wait till Nico gets back. Yeah, he... Because he's a pretty, really like bo- he's a pretty big fan. Bond fan. Although this past Sunday at the Oscars, I finally heard the Billie Eilish Bond theme. Not bad. I think it won the award, it, it right? It did, yeah. She won an Oscar. I guess that's one thing is people are not talking about the movies and the actors and everybody who won an award. Everybody's right. talking about the slap. The slap is overshadowed. Oh, let's do that. Oh, buzz calls. Oh. Talk amongst yourself. All right. I feel like that's a, you know, one of the negative things is that some of these actors, like the guy who won for Best Supporting Actor and did his acceptance speech and uh, sign language, you know, People aren't talking as much about him or any of those movies because of what happened uh, between Will Smith and Chris Rock. Telephone number, uh, once again, is 915-910-4995. That's 915-910-4995. So uh, we'll get a few calls. Hopefully you got a story about something that happened. Uh, Teacher either got fired or didn't get fired. And tell us what happened. Don't mention any names. Don't even mention the school, but maybe we'll ask you like what decade it happened in. Let's talk to uh, Adrian first. Hi, Adrian. Good morning. Good morning, Adrian. Without mentioning any names, gotcha. Tell us your teacher story, and then but tell so, then um, then we'll guess if they got fired or not. Gotcha, gotcha. Yep. So uh, I was in elementary school, third, second grade. Uh, we had a teacher that was in a wheelchair, um, but very one of the very first uh, motorized wheelchairs that I had remember. She only had, um, I think, quadriplegic, I think is what they call it. So from the neck down, she probably had movement in one arm. Okay. So, but she did her job. So <laughs> if you can think about the layout of the room, she can only come into the room in her wheelchair and peak stationary in the room. So a lot of what was going on in the room had to be done by kids. So when she would get mad, she would ask you to come up to the table, and she would let you have it. So one day, she calls this kid up and says, look at, look at this, and she points down to a paper, and the kid kind of like looks down, come closer, looks down, because she couldn't pick up her arm. So when the kid looks closer to the paper, that's when she grabs a handful of, of hair and just reams the kid from the from the hair and puts it up and down. I told you not to do that again. And the poor kid's bobbing up and down because she pulled she pulled his hair. Wait, but so she was she could move one arm because of the ha- the joystick on the wheelchair. That's how, how the wheelchair was moved. But, okay, all right. Uh, then what happened? Yeah. So we're all in, the whole class is in awe, but it's usual. It became so usual that. And some kids just, either they were gullible or they were, it was a different era. You just did what the teacher did. And so this time she was in a wheelchair and we still went up to the, to the, to the desk and we were waiting and we didn't know if it was to be a good thing or a bad thing. So, um, that's the layout of the room. Okay. And the, 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 the atmosphere of the room. Do you want us to guess now if she got fired or not? Yeah. Okay. What? This sounds like it was probably like 80s or 90s. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I premised that, yeah. 
It, it, it was 80s? Yeah. yeah. Not, not fired. fired. I'm going to say not fired. I'm going to say they look the other way because of her disability. Yeah. Is oh. that right? Oh. <laughs> and it, if it happened at the beginning of the year, people knew. If it happened at the end of the year, people knew. <laughs> oh, my God. Not fired. All right. Very good. Not Thank fired. you. And thanks for getting the ball hey, rolling, hey, Adrian. Thank you. Bye. Nico, I don't know if you were tuning into this, but uh, people are sharing stories of what their teachers did, and we're trying to guess whether or not the teacher got fired. Oh, I have a good one. Oh, you do? Yeah. Let's get uh, one more call here. Let's go with Rebecca. Hi, Rebecca. Hi. Hi, Rebecca. No, no names, but go ahead and tell us what uh, what happened. Yeah. Okay. Um, in fifth grade, I had a principal that harassed a student the whole school year about um, not coming to school enough, and then one day she just followed the student home and harassed the student, harassed the mom, and then went to school the other day, the next day like nothing happened. So the parent reported her, and then not only did she get arrested, she also um, went to prison. She went to prison? Mm-hmm. Wait, you're saying that the principal was harassing a student for not showing up to school enough? Yes. That kind of sounds like what a principal should do, doesn't it? But she followed the student home. Like um, the guy from Ferris Bueller's Day Off? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. I guess like if, if I wasn't showing up for school and my parents didn't care enough to make me show up for school, I'd almost be like, well, at least there's one adult who cares that I'm not going to school. Well, I think it's a little wrong to follow a student home, isn't it? Eh, probably. I don't know. I mean, when, when, Why would the principal follow them home? To speak to the parents. But I mean, they have their, a- their address. Is, yeah, isn't there like parent-teacher conferences and... Yeah, that is a pretty crude way of doing it. Did you say the teacher ended up getting arrested and going to prison? Yes. For that or something else? I feel like there's something no, else. For that. For that. For following a student home. Okay, I guess I'll and get. I'll guess she also got fired. So. <laughs> um, no, she actually resigned at the end of the year, but I guess they didn't let her be the principal again the year after because she was going to court. Wait, you're saying she she got to still be principal while all this was all playing out, but then then she couldn't be principal anymore. Yes. Well, she couldn't be principal from jail, I from guess. From jail, unless it was a... <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, thanks, Rebecca. All right. All right, thanks for the call. Yeah, I, I mean, look, you think every parent goes to p- parent-teachers meetings and says, well, how can I help my kids study better? No. Oh, I know There are not, so no. many parents that don't care. Absolutely. And if a principal went so far as to go to the student's home and speak to the parent because the kid wasn't showing Mr. up. Mr. Rooney! I mean... Well, okay, that's a bad example. I don't know. That is kind of an example. I'm letting the... Yeah. Uh, like, what happened to the actor who played Mr. Rooney get in the way of what, what he was actually doing. Yeah, uh, I think it's like from He was New- trying to bust Ferris, right? Yeah, he was trying to bust Ferris. I think it's from New Girl, right, Joanna, that... Uh, oh, Jess, Jess is, is like Team Rooney. He was the good guy of that story. Yeah.
I don't know if that's harassment, but I guess this teacher got in trouble. It's hard being a teacher. All my friends who are teachers say that, it, it, you know, there, oh, are, for sure. there are tons of parents who do not care. If anything, I think most parents or a lot of parents just send their kids and think it's like daycare. You know, not something they have to yeah, actively but even be those, part of. Even those parents might be concerned if their kid was not showing up. You know, but then there are some parents who just, yeah. They That's don't your problem. Yeah. They're, right. I don't care if they go. So if a, par- if a principal went over to actually talk to a parent about it, that seems but, like they're going above and beyond. Yeah, but how to me. was he following this child? Was he like prowling in a car? Uh, was he. I mean, I feel like that. The story, <laughs> I, I feel know. like I feel a like lot there's more to some it. chunk yeah. of hey, the story um, missing. If Ju- can Julie hang on? We got another I'll call from her. Julie, so see if she can hang on. If she can, this we'll take a break. Interesting, because she oh. says that the teacher is her coworker or was her coworker. Oh man, no, I really want to hear it. Right. All right, the uh, teacher that I'm talking about is right next to me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Julie, please hang on. We want to hear this. And so people are telling stories about the things their teachers did. And then we try and guess whether or not they got fired. So if you want to put in a call, uh, we're not using any names or identifying the schools, but 915-910-4995 is the new number into the studio. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Thanks to uh, everybody who stayed on hold. So we're talking about teachers uh, and I guess there's a thing in public schools. It's pretty difficult to fire a teacher, you know, because of union protections and stuff. And, mm-hmm. um, we just wanted to hear, like, what is your memory of something a teacher did? And we're going to try and guess if they got fired or not. Julie is on the line. Hi, Julie. Thanks for holding. Hi. Hi there, Julie. What happened? And and this is about a coworker. Yes. Okay. Uh, it was in the early 90s, and we were just recently hired. And she would complain to me that the students would go dirty, long fingernails. They wouldn't even brush their hair. And, mm-hmm. and I guess it would irritate her. And being newbies, I mean, we, I would just tell her, you know, send them to the nurse, tell the nurse to talk to parents. Well, I guess she got fed up one day, and she, um, this student had the, her hair was, down to her back. I guess she got fed up with her split ends. And she grabbed the scissors, uh, the teacher scissors, and cut her hair, gave her a bob. Oh, oh my God. Okay. And- so the parent, the parent was livid. She came and she made a big stink about it. And I mean, I don't blame her. And I'm like, why would you do that? We need I to don't get it. Now let us guess whether or not the other <laughs> teacher got fired. So. Ooh, that's you a were, big deal. You were talking about their hygiene. I thought it was more serious than split ends. He's I the mean, smelly was, kid in class? I thought it was, maybe it was like lice or something or just... No, it was just split ends and she got irritated. She said, I can't stand those split ends. And Early 90s. Early 90s. And the parents were irate. I'm yes, going to say... Nah, nothing happened. I'm going to say... with a bob. A bob. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Which is about... You know, a foot difference of length. <laughs> was it was it elementary or middle or what was it? Yes, it was a second grade student. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna say not. not I'm gonna fired. say not fired. Yeah, yeah. Joanna, what do yeah. you think? I'm gonna go with not fired. All right, we all say she wasn't fired, Julie. <laughs> yes, yeah, she was not fired. <laughs> 
but they did talk oh to God. her, and she never, ever did that again. <laughs> oh, so did she get suspended or anything? Nope. Nope. Just don't That's ever crazy. cut a child's hair, hair again. Yes. I think it really helped out that you let us know it was early 90s. Yes, absolutely, because it was a lawless time. Yeah. It was the it was Wild the West. Old, it was the Old West back then. <laughs> teaching. Yeah. All right, thanks, Julie. Thank you. All right, Have bye-bye. Thank you. <laughs> God, imagine that today, like a second grader, a teacher in 2022. Instantly fired. In, touching another student's head, yeah. get, bringing sharp scissors next to it. Oh, yeah. Did you say you had a story? Yeah, my music. All right, we'll, we'll save it until my music we, teacher. We need a pause. Oh. Here's Aaron with a teacher story. Hi, Aaron. Hey. Uh, first of all, please uh, forgive me. I got allergies, but thank you guys. I love the show. Well, just don't sneeze into the phone, Aaron. I don't. <laughs> what's what's up today, Aaron? What's your teacher story? Okay, so I would live in a small town, so the coaches doubled as teachers too so oh my okay. god uh, now there's a story our coaches that doubled as teachers most of them did not bother teaching the class for one thing but i think it's pretty common <laughs> i had a i had coach teachers too so go on go on aaron okay so the uh it was baseball season time frame about five years ago mm-hmm. the uh they had a out of city game and um, use your imagination here. Uh, a couple of the players decided to take advantage of another player. Okay. And the uh, coaches knew about it and said and did nothing until after the game the next morning. Wait, did they do something like like sexual? Yeah, I think it really depends if it's like just a prank or if it's no, like no actual. Uh, they, Criminals. Okay, okay. Uh, a little bit more. They violated the kid with a candy bar. Okay. Yeah, so that's like something more criminal and, and much more serious. And they knew about it but didn't do anything until after the game. After the game the next morning. They're like, they're our best players. Just tell me what decade this happened in. This happened five, five years, years ago. Five years ago. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, I hope something. Well. It's a small town. It is though. a small town. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say they got fired. I just think that that's something that would get you fired in 2000. What, what would that have been, 17? Uh, I'm going to say, I, I could be wrong. I'm, I'll say not fired, just because. Joanna? It's easier to sweep things under the rug in small towns, I think. I didn't really get to hear. I was answering the phone. <laughs> I, uh, well, anyway, Nico says fired. I say not fired. Aaron, what happened? The teachers were not fired. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Because not only would you have to replace teachers, you'd have, have to, to replace, replace coaches, coaches, too, since they were one and the same. They were not uh, even suspended, and neither were the kids. No disciplinary actions happened anywhere. And what about the victim? Do you know about him, if he had to like change schools or anything? Nope. He was forced to go to school with his uh, classmates and teammates. Wow. He did drop out of the uh, game, uh, baseball the team, though. Yeah. Uh, that's, now that's... Getting into like disturbing territory. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Thanks. Not the first time something like that happened. Thank you guys. Thanks, Aaron. Appreciate it. Take care of those allergies. Benadryl. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There were some classes where like the head baseball coach taught a class, and it it just you know 
Nothing. <laughs> like, he absolutely did not teach the class. That's the opposite. At, at Jefferson, we had Coach Pete, and he, he was the head coach for the football team. He was pretty good at math. He was a math teacher and very good at it. In big schools like in El Paso, like a big 6A school like... Franklin or Coronado. Or yeah, any of those. Do, te- do coaches not also teach classes? Mm, I, I had friends that went to both, and I don't remember them ever saying that they had coaches that did both. But maybe, like, Joanna, you went to Parkland. I went to Parkland and Coronado. Oh, so did you have any coach teachers? Yeah, definitely. At, at both? At both. Oh, yeah. so, yeah, there you go. I know our coaches, like, like an assistant coach would also teach math and, and actually do it. But, like, the head football coach, any class that he had to teach, it was no secret. He didn't think that he should be teaching the class, so he wasn't going to do it. Nah. What is this, comparative religion? All right. Let's go with uh, Adam, who's got a teacher story. Hi, Adam. Hey, guys. Adam, uh, tell us your story. We might ask for you to tell us what decade, but let's hear the story first. Okay. All right. Well, so I got two teachers, and really it's one prank in the other. So we got Teacher A, who's this old Vietnam vet, and then we got Teacher B, <laughs> who's just a... Uh, uh, a normal, like, uh, what he teach? He taught English. But the way that he set up his room is that he put all the desks in a circle so everyone was facing each other for when they were discussing. Okay. So, and th- these two guys are friends, by the way. Well, anyways, Teacher A had this old, like, uh, dummy grenade <laughs> that kind of functioned like an actual grenade oh my God. that he used as a paperweight on his desk. So one day he gets the idea that he's going to walk across the hall because that's where Teacher B was. Walks across the hall, just opens up the door. Throws into the middle of the room, just yells, grenade. Then <laughs> 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 um, you guys can probably assume the chaos that ensued. Oh, did this result in some, like, principal discussions? I wonder if any of the kids, like, jumped on it and covered it with their body. I got you! And then they're like, you know what? You, get, should be you get to be Captain, Captain America. America. <laughs> <laughs> God, it was a dummy grenade, but that's the kind of story you almost expect it is like, except it wasn't all these years it had been an active grenade. Uh, Not, 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 God, I don't know. Throwing a grenade at a classroom. What decade was this in? Yeah, what decade, Adam? (laughs) This is early early 2000s. See? Oh, tricky. Oh, that is tricky because that's like. Columbine had already happened, though. uh, 9-11? Before 9-11. It was before, before 9 So early, early 2000s, but Columbine had already, like school shootings were already a thing. So this is a private Catholic school, too. Okay, see, oh, that's a big... Oh, that's good to know. Not... Not fired. Fired. Yeah, not fired. Not fired. Yeah. yeah. You know, so. there hasn't been one person fired today. <laughs> <laughs> no, the one that got fired was was Rebecca who called in and said the principal went to the kids' home to talk to the parents about the, the kids. The kid going to school. The one kid who shouldn't have been fired. God. All right. Thanks, Adam. Good story. Yep. All right. <laughs> Live grenade. <laughs> grenade. And you know he's a Vietnam vet, so you never know what he might have brought back with him. Uh, this is Addie. Hi, Addie. Hello. Hi, Addie. Hello. What's your story? Um, so the decade is this decade. Um, the twenty twenties. Well, like within the last five years. Oh, okay. So, so the twenty tens. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
I was called into the principal's office, and he locked me in his office and screamed at me for like five hours without calling my parents. Screamed at you for five hours? Yeah, because there was an altercation, and um, we didn't get into like a physical altercation, but there was a an issue. And so I was blamed for it, and I didn't do anything. And so I kept telling him, but he's like, tell me the truth, and he kept screaming at me. I, then, look, I know it might have felt like five hours, but how long do you really think it was? Um, it, I went in at 12.30, and I didn't get out till 4.30, so almost, what, four hours, I guess, then? Like, my mom had to come into the school to pick me up out of his office. Um, it was one of the days when, like, one of the rare days that it was, like, raining in El Paso. And so she's out there waiting for me, and after 30 minutes, she goes in, and I was still, like, in the office, and the security guard told her what was going on. Was this a teacher or a principal? An assistant principal. Assistant principal. Okay, right. so they didn't have to blow off their classes or anything. Got it. Addie, yeah, I feel yeah. like there's a lot more backstory to this. What 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 was that first incident that happened? Um, uh, there was two girls and like they tried to jump me, and so two girls tried off, to jump you. Yeah, they tried to hit me, and I walked off. And that's how it happened. Like the teacher caught, like a, I guess the teacher saw, and then told the principals, and then I got called out, and the other two girls got called out. But I was the only one that got stuck in the, in his office for like four hours. I'm gonna say, were they asking you to snitch on the other ones? They said that okay. The other two girls said it was my fault mm. that I was the one that instigated it and I started it. And then I was like, I didn't even do anything, and you know how it is. Was your mom mad when she got down there? Oh yeah. At the at the at the teacher, not at he you. Kept, he kept telling my mom that when you drop off your kids, she's like my daughter. I'm like her dad, and my mom told him a lot of explicit oh. words. Oh. Yeah. So considering that this happened within the past few years, I'm tempted to say he got fired, but I'm going to go with not fired. Nico, what? Yeah, not fired. Yeah, that sounds like he was kind of doing his. You job. could make a claim. Hey, I was disciplining a student. Yeah. Fired or not fired, Eddie? Not fired, yep. but restraining order. Oh. You, you got, got a restraining, restraining order? order against the vice principal? The school district gave it to him. He couldn't come within 600 feet. Did so you? if he saw me in the hallway, he had to go all the way around. <laughs> Did you ever intentionally mess with him because of that? No. He scared me. So yeah. no. Right on. Okay, thanks, Addie. Thank you. Have a great day. All right. Have a good one. Let's uh, take a break, and we got a few more of these. This is going pretty good. This is a good segment. And you got a story, huh? Yeah, I have a music teacher who, she used to pop pills. Okay. And save it. (laughs) Save it for a second. Uh, We'll come back. Here's the phone number that they told us to give out from now on. It's 915-910-4995. I am almost 100% sure they, they meant to get... The number four nine five five, right? You know, like our. On Don't the radio confuse dial. the people after you just gave the original number. Yeah, no, but I think they screwed but it up I, and got the numbers switched. Yes, I know what you're saying. They're trying to get the <laughs> station numbers, right? That is just unless we're changing station format to ninety nine five. Oh, like we would be ninety ninety nine five yeah. going forward. I wonder if they considered that. <laughs> <laughs> Adam's Morning Show Podcast. There was a uh, Reddit thread and people were sharing about stories about 
they're teachers and like the craziest thing that a teacher ever did, whether or not the teacher got in trouble for it. So we invited people to call in and tell us what outlandish thing a teacher did. And then we're trying to guess whether or not they got fired for it. My understanding is because of all the unions, you know, everything that goes on, it's really difficult to fire a teacher from public school job. Uh, let's go ahead and get back to, uh, eventually we're going to have to send some of these calls to the neckline, right, but if you're on so hold, many. we're going to get to you. Let's go with uh, Rocky. Hi, Rocky. Good morning, guys. Good How morning. Are you guys doing this morning? Fantastic, morning. Rocky. You got a story for us? Yes, sir. Do you want the decade first? or Let me hear the story, and, yeah. then, and then if I feel like we need the uh, decade, yeah. Right. Okay, yeah. so when I was in school, in high school, uh, and on the football team, we had back in those days, well, we used to, Fridays we used to have what we called liquid lunch. So one of the one of the teachers found out and stopped me and asked me if I could bring her a big gulp after lunch. So we all cl- we all get in the class and she pulls out this giant bottle of Jack Daniels in front of us and starts pouring the Jack Daniels into the big Woo! gulp. <laughs> yeah. Wait. So what was your original liquid lunch? What would you and your friends do? We would go out to the river up here by Country Club and uh, and. Drink beer. <laughs> yeah, all right. And See, I, I was confused when it's like, bring me a big gulp. I thought you guys were talking about going out and drinking some booze on Friday. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we would go out, and then, but on the way back. I so your know. teacher so, found out, and instead of punishing you, <laughs> she asked for a mixer. She asked for, yes, for back in the day when they used to have those lizards on those big gulps. Yes. <laughs> That's hilarious. Didn't you guys play? Didn't you guys play your games on Friday? Uh, yeah, well, this, yes, we did, and then sometimes we would show up kind of a buzz. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Takes Sometimes that could probably, you know, be the difference. You're, yeah. you're more willing to uh, put your body on the line. Yeah, take a hit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say before we no. guess, I'm gathering from this that this might have been 90s or even 80s, probably. I'll say 2000s. Yeah, I was uh, late 80s. Late 80s. <gasps> oh. Yeah. And then back, back in those times, a lot of us had those happy fake IDs. <laughs> you have a very young <laughs> voice. <laughs> I'm going to say back then. That would have been fine. Well, first of all, it, it, it would have been up to one of you guys to rat her out. And you don't, you... Well, but she would, do, but she would do it in front of the whole class. Oh, oh! I thought maybe she only did not even you guys heard no, about it. She would. I would. We, class would would be about. This was after lunch. The class would almost like the kids are piling into the class and sitting down. She the, so she would come in and then I'd have her big gulp on her desk and she's all right, kids, settle down. Time for teachers liquid. You know, lunch. before I before I put in my final guess, I'll say that when I was in high school, like my, my family didn't drink. I didn't know what drunk looked like, but now looking back, I definitely know that some of my teachers would would right. get sloshed during the day. <laughs> I recognize it now. <laughs> I'm going to say, Rocky, not fired. Correct. Not fired. I say promoted. <laughs> well, good. I'll tell you this. The, the couple, the, the, neighbor, the neighboring teachers in the other classroom started coming in and pouring... Uh, Jack Daniels. <laughs> God, the 80s, man. I didn't even realize how awesome the 80s were 
when I was in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> All right, even thanks. a couple of even a couple of times our principal went in there and got. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, Rocky. All right, thank you. All you guys right. have a great day. Appreciate you too, man. <laughs> Looks like it's faculty to eat liquid lunch. That's hilarious. Yeah, like we had one teacher who was, well, I had her for French, but I think she also taught English. I didn't have her for English, but I had her for French class, and she would occasionally like slur her words. And you thought it was just, oh, that's how the French sound. (sighs) Or I just thought, oh, she's tired. I was real naive, Mm -hmm. super naive. Like other kids would say, she's drunk. You can smell it on her. Well, I didn't even know what it smelled like. I'd be more concerned about the French. Did it even sound like French? Was she teach? Did you just think, wow, French is an ugly language? Yeah, maybe I speak <laughs> French with a drunk accent now. <laughs> I guess that's possible. You got to slur a little bit. <laughs> well, she ended up getting fired from the school, but it wasn't for drinking on the job, which is, you know, what the, what the word on the street was. It was for teaching was. bad French. No, no. <laughs> Do you want to hear what the rumor was? This yes. happened oh. away over the summer. She was pulled over for a DUI, and she tried to seduce the officer to mm. let her out of the ticket. Oh, that was the that was the word. Have the you ever had a menage à trois? <laughs> <laughs> you, me, and my friend Johnny Walker. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk to Tony. Hi, Tony. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, good morning. Tony. Let's hear, uh, and we are keeping, everybody's doing a good job not mentioning the name of the school or the name of the teacher, although I think that last one I could pretty much narrow down to Coronado. Right. <laughs> I thought the same thing. You know, Westside Country Club Road. <laughs> uh, well, probably that, school, that, that school doesn't exist anymore, but anyway. Oh, okay. And actually, it wasn't even in this country. It was in Juarez. So oh, we're getting an international story. Let's yeah. hear it, Tony. <laughs> Okay, so I was in third grade, right? I was in third grade, and uh, I'm psyched that uh, and that uh, this happened, and, and I guess I don't have a, a mental problem right now. But <laughs> um, So I was in third grade. I was eight years old, uh, around there. It was 1987, to be precise. Um, it was my first time taking exams. Right? I, had no, I had no clue what exams were back in, back in those days. I was still playing with my Thundercat fig, action <laughs> figures, you know, and, so, anyways, uh, long story short, uh, I didn't answer some questions. So the teacher called me up in front of everybody, and and he's like, uh, "Come over here. How come how come you couldn't answer this question? So you made me answer the question, right?" So I answered it, and you see, you tell me he slapped me, grabbed me by the neck, and threw me against the chairs. So and everybody was like, "Whoa, what just happened?" And and me and. I thought that I guess that was something normal. You know, I did brought it up to my mom, and even my mom said, well, you deserved it. <laughs> you didn't know the answer. <laughs> I guess and that's the way we're supposed to be educated, right? So uh, um, uh, after that, things weren't the same in that grade. And for some weird, strange reason, uh, they passed me to the fourth grade. And, you know, and, and, and now that I'm all... That, I see all of these things. I'm like, man, this teacher would have been uh, executed if that would have happened in this uh, era. But I'm trying to figure out, like, 
like I don't know what the standard is for that kind of teacher behavior in in Mexico. Mexico. I mean, like, I, I have an idea, but I don't even know or... what it is in other parts of the United States. You know, so well, I would say I prob- can, probably not what fired. I can tell you, what I can tell you is that. It was it was okay for teachers to grab the ruler and, and make you put your hand out and, and slap you with it, or even slap you in the buttocks. You know, with I got swats. You got swats. Yeah, I got swats. But for him to slap me in front of the class and just grab me, grab me by the neck and throw me against the the, the desk. Yeah. I mean, that's. Uh, I think that was just a little. It sounds like he just didn't have his coffee yet. Based on that, your mom said, "Yeah, you deserved it." I'm going to say he probably didn't. He didn't get fired. He probably didn't get in any trouble at all. No, no, yeah. he didn't. All right, he didn't. Yeah. That was 1987, though. So, like you said, corporal punishment still a thing in most high schools. I feel like swatting wasn't mine. Uh, did you get the ruler knuckle wrap? Uh, no, I think paddle. it was wrapping though. N- knuckle wrapping. No, never knuckle wrapping. It was always like swats with a paddle, man. Uh, I remember my my dad and uh, telling me about chalk being thrown at kids' <laughs> uh, faces. Ra- I've had racers racers at me before. Yeah. All right, Tony. Thanks for the call. All right, thanks guys. All right, appreciate it. Uh, you know what? These are a good topic. I feel like. People could leave these on the neckline, and we could just bring them up, and you know, just tell us what happened. Right. Put a pause in there, and then let us know if the teacher got fired, if they got suspended, promoted, <laughs> you know, whatever the case may be. Now well, they're Secretary of State. <laughs> oh, one of the co- remember I told you one of the coaches the the worst offender was the baseball coach, Coach Morgan. Yeah, he I'm had so, a history or social studies or whatever, and we would show up. He, he, all you would see is the the paper. He'd have the paper open. You couldn't see his face, and on the board it would say, "Read chapter five. Oh, you meant the newspaper? Yeah, the newspaper. Okay, yeah. He would have the newspaper. Why do they always have the newspaper? They didn't really have social media for news back then, so... Good point. Yeah. Good point. And on the board, it would say, read chapter five, answer the questions at the end of the chapter. Right. (laughs) Now, the only other thing weird about that was he would have one desk for a student, and I was told by other kids who had him for other classes, it was the same thing. He would pick out either a cheerleader or a hot chick, and she would sit up next to him next to his table. He had, like, an official pet who would just sit there, and we assumed... He was like looking down her shirt, you know, or whatever. Uh, so anyway. even then, you guys knew it was kind of sexual. Yes. Why else would you have? <laughs> yes. You know, one of the Maybe. cheerleaders sitting in the desk, which was right next to yours. Like he was with within arm's length of length of whoever the the his pet was. And for that what hour. was the excuse of having a student there? Like none offered, these, none given. None. He was you just weren't allowed like, to ask. No, but here today. You know, I'm not even privy to that. All I know is if you asked him anything, you were in trouble for talking to him. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, okay, I so, have a question. Go to detention. <laughs> right. If you said... To the principal's like, office. Like, he never told... He never taught us anything about history or whatever the hell the class was. But if you whispered or spoke to him or anything, you were definitely in trouble. So, pretty bad teacher, right? I found out later, Mm -hmm. he went back to school, got his PhD so he could become an administrator. (laughs) (laughs) Look at that. That's how it goes. I had a music teacher, and she would take every class when we would get a little, uh, it was like middle school. You know, middle school, they give you recorders to play for music. And I assume we sounded terrible. 
But uh, we had things called tonettes, but they were like what? little little cheap plastic instruments. Kazoo's? No, like a like a recorder, similar to a recorder. So yeah. she would get frustrated in the middle of class, and she would say, "I need one of my happy pills." And she would go to the desk, pull out a prescription bottle, and not even count it out. She would just take a gulp. (laughs) And it wasn't until later that we figured out that, like, happy pills are a sign that those are prescription pills. (laughs) She had problems. But, you know, I'm, I'm surprised a lot of the calls today were actually very good. They weren't, not a lot of them were, like, sounded illegal. Like, you know, like a, a teacher sleeping with a student well, or uh, that, just that kind of stuff. Oh, there, there was one story in the Reddit that was a little on the disturbing side. And I didn't bring it up because of that. It was like a pretty creepy. Mm-hmm. Because we've all heard of teachers doing terrible things and, get, you know, then they get in the okay. news for it. A teacher had sex with one of the seniors who was the daughter of another teacher. Oh. The daughter was 18, so it wasn't illegal, but the teacher was asked to resign. <gasps> not oh. illegal. Technically not Technically. illegal. I mean, not illegal, but is it creepy? So, yes. One other story from Reddit. Our home economics teacher demonstrated how to properly breastfeed by using a female student to play the baby sit on the teacher's lap and suckle on her breath. <laughs> wait, wait. Not it was, fired. <laughs> it was a... That's, this is from Reddit. Is, it, it, was, it was a female teacher or male teacher? Female teacher. So she's like, brought a female student up. You're the baby. Come and sit now, on my lap. I'm going to show you how you. to suckle, how you properly breastfeed using... No, too hard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's take a break. We got some news headlines on the way. We'll get back. Yeah, and, that's uh, how to end it. That's how you want to end this. Well, let me. You know what? Let me give out the neckline. If anybody else has got a crazy mm-hmm. teacher story, and you can let us know whether they got fired or not, leave us a message on the neckline. That number is eight four four eight zero five neck eight four four eight zero five six three two five. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Time for our uh, news. I have taken over the news duties since Lisa left the show. That is right. And uh, how do you think I'm doing, guys? Amazing. You're doing great. You are doing so good. Yeah. Uh, Russian and Ukrainian negotiators may have made some progress during their high-level talks in Turkey this week. There could be indications that a preliminary treaty is in the works. But many uh, American analysts who've studied... Vladimir Putin and the Soviet Union say that one of their things is they negotiate so they can stall and, you know, get ammunition and uh, material and whatever ready. So Mm -hmm. um, Russian Vladimir Putin could meet with Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky face to face. But if that was the case, I would not I would not accept a drink from (laughs) Vladimir Putin. Mikhailo Poldyak is the Ukrainian presidential advisor and member of the uh, Ukrainian delegation for the peace talk, spoke to reporters in Istanbul on Wednesday through a translator, stressed that more negotiations are still ahead. And uh, Russia continues to bomb even after promising a pullback. Here's White House Communications Director Kate Bedingfield says the Russian invasion of Ukraine was a strategic blunder. All right, so that is the claim coming out of... uh, 
our administration is that Putin is being misled because people are afraid to give him uh, bad news. More from communications director from the White House, Kate Bedingfield, uh, defending the ongoing U.S. aid to Ukraine. All right, sticking on this uh, talking point that Putin is being misled by his advisors and generals because they're afraid to tell him the truth, Pentagon spokesman John Kirby talked about the misinformation reportedly being fed to Putin. And there's also a report out, uh, according to a British intelligence uh, chief, that Russian troops are self-sabotaging in Ukraine. Russian troops deployed in Ukraine are undermining their own offensive by rejecting orders and destroying their own equipment, including aircraft. That is according to Jeremy Fleming, the head of British intelligence agency GCHQ. And uh, here's a quote. It increasingly... It increasingly looks like Vladimir Putin has massively misjudged the situation. He overestimated the abilities of his military to secure a rapid victory. Uh, Short of weapons and low on morale, the Russians downed their own aircraft by mistake, according to Fleming. Fleming also confirmed that Moscow has deployed mercenaries and foreign fighters as part of its operation. Joe Biden is expected to uh, lift... uh, a specific Trump-era immigration rule this week. With COVID cases falling, the federal government is set to decide whether to continue a public health rule that's used to immediately deport many illegal immigrants. It's a uh, Trump-era restriction known as Title 42. And what it basically says is asylum seekers, if they're uh, adults without children, could be immediately sent back Because of the pandemic, you know, that was the way that they said because of the pandemic. Uh, Title 42 is in place. It could be lifted or it's expected to be lifted on May 23rd. Uh, A lot of border experts say that if that happens, migrants are expected to begin rolling across the southern border in bigger numbers once again. Corey Price uh, from ICE says if they emptied facilities today, they would fill up by the weekend. A little more about uh, from Corey Price of ICE says that they're just running out of places. So you do have a lot of uh, observers of what goes on across the border, people who, you know, specialize in analyzing what's happening on the U.S.-Mexico border, weighing in and saying, you know, we may not be ready for the the influx of immigrants wanting to come in. Uh, Monica Weisberg-Stewart of the Texas Border Coalition warms warns homeland security has got to be ready for a flood of migrants Uh, again this monica weisberg stewart of the texas border coalition warning about uh, uh, repealing title 42 which was a trump era policy Uh, weisberg stewart says ending the public health rule sends a message out uh, that people should come because the border's open. There is an organic chemist who is warning about burning scented candles in your home. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a candle. I'm a candle you're guy. A big Me candle too. buff. Love have some scented candles. Well, we're going to hear from an organic chemist uh, who says that they're not healthy. Dr. Dan Gubler uh, talks about why burning scented candles in the house. It uh, could be dangerous. Dude, I've been trying uh, to get my house to smell like the candle aisle at Burlington Coat Factory oh, for years. Oh, right? No, I not even lying, Joanna. 
week, like Buzz will come home from the weekend and have about ten different new candles. They're the giant ones. Love them. You know how expensive <laughs> they are, though, right? Yeah, they are. They're like super expensive. I usually and get them as gifts. Every day when he comes home, he lights the candle that's there because he likes it to smell good when he walks in. So I'll, I'll light several, but now yeah. I'm thinking about the it. The whole first floor will have like five different candles on. Uh, back to the organic chemist, Dr. Gubbler, who has advice on what are the safest candles to burn inside your home. Unscented. Why would you unscented? What that is the, pl- the whole purpose? I don't buy non-alcoholic beer. Why would I buy an unscented candle? And then candle? the soy ones are like They're extra as, expensive. Yeah, extra expensive, and they don't smell as even the ones that are scented well, that's the don't point, smell is as that, good. The, the point that he's saying is all that stuff that is smelling good to you is actually like what's killing you. What's killing you? These bad compounds. I want a second opinion. I want to hear from a different organic chemist and see if why maybe what this guy just opinion? has an axe to grind against the candle. Wait, business. you don't think <laughs> that burning something. Wouldn't just create like these bad things. Like, what about Perhaps. aerosol compound? Like whenever I oh, see they somebody spray that, I always say those aerosol ones are bad. When you when you put it in like a small room, I'm always wondering like there can't be good parts of that that you're just breathing in, is it? I want to know his take on the wax melts. Oh, the, the I senses. love the wax melts. Yeah. What? How does a wax melt work? You get like a regular little tea candle, right? And then you put it in this device, and then you get a wax melt, and it melts, and it makes the place smell nice. Can you forward me some literature on that or something? Sure. <laughs> literature. I just I don't know what you're talking. about. So oh, it doesn't have no, a. It, and then like the scentsy ones, you don't even need a little candle. There's no it's flame. A bulb. Yeah, it's a bulb that, that keeps the wax, the wax. That's that's right. also scented. And do you think that's probably bad for you as well? I think I'm sure everything is bad for you at this right. point. That's the thing. Everything's bad. Everything's for you. bad. Pick and choose your battles. Walking outside and taking a deep breath of fresh air is probably bad for you on some level. Well, I was just cleaning with Lysol the other day, and as I was like spraying this bottle of Lysol over my counter, I was thinking, it can't be good to eat off of like the food that comes <laughs> off of it, right? Or, but doesn't it kill like 99.9% of germs yeah. and bacteria? But uh, what about my cells? Does it kill any of those? What about that 1%? Yeah. What about my hair? Is that the reason? <laughs> I got a couple of stories about uh, fraudulent advertising. Um, Procter and Gamble, as you know, makes a lot of hygiene products, and they're kind of in hot water after an ad they ran in China claimed that women's feet are five times stinkier than men's. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Joanna, did you know that that women's feet are five times stinkier than men? I did not. Well, mm-hmm. It's been scientifically it has proven. Not. It's yeah. not been is proven at all. It's just something they made Wait, up. I thought we all knew this. I thought like everybody knew women's feet. P and G was trying to sell a body hormones. cleansing kit for women, so they made an info- infographic about how women's feet are unbelievably gross compared to men. Even it's though it wasn't based, it wasn't based on any kind of science. There's no proof. And that I women's based feet this on absolutely nothing. The ad listed other uh, shaky facts, like that women's feet have six times more bacteria mm-hmm. because they go sockless more often. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Uh, people in China called out Procter & Gamble for being sexist and threatened to boycott their products, so now they've pulled the ad. They've issued an apology. P&G has called it inappropriate and apologized for disrespecting women. Joanna. Yeah. Buzz wanted to smell your feet to uh, check this out. God, that is such a weird thing to say. <laughs> why would you say? Why would you even say anything like that? And then no. he can smell my feet, and we'll do a comparison. Oh, God. Okay. 
And the FTC is a, is uh, suing TurboTax for a false claim, or what they're saying is a false claim. If you've seen the TurboTax commercials, they're the ones that go free, 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 free. So you might think that TurboTax is, is free. free. Uh, well, if you've ever actually used TurboTax, you might have found out that's not true because it turns out that only about a third of all the people are eligible that might want to use TurboTax are actually eligible for free. Uh, the Federal Trade Commission has sued Intuit, the company behind TurboTax, arguing that its free claim is a bait and switch since two thirds of Americans are not eligible for TurboTax's free service. Basically, the only one, the only way you're filing free is if you have a simple return, which doesn't include any additional documents like a 1099. Maybe you've got a side hustle or you work in the gig economy. Um, any additional earnings, reporting a student loan, some write off. So you've got to have like such a simple uh, return. And that doesn't apply to most people. It leaves out fully two thirds of. Uh, people, so the FTC is asking a court to stop Intuit from engaging in deceptive acts and practices in its marketing and advertising for TurboTax. In response, Intuit said it will vigorously challenge the FTC's complaint, and they argue that 17 million taxpayers filed for free with TurboTax last year. Uh, I only say Federal Trade Commission. Can you do something about those convenience fees Ticketmaster has? Right. That's something I'd like to see you go after. And finally, <laughs> a new sports bar is opening in Portland tomorrow that will exclusively feature women's sports. It's a sports bar for oh, women's nice. sports, and it's called the Sports Bra. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not That's making this up. This is a real story. The, that is a winner at the The owner of the sports bra is a chef named Jenny Gwynn, and she says she was inspired because 40% of all athletes are women, but 96% of the athletes on TV are men. She believes this is the first sports bar to exclusively feature women's sports, both on TV, also in the decor. They're also working with female partners to get local food, uh, the NCAA Final Four women's matchups are being held tomorrow night, so the timing worked out well for them opening this bar or bra, I guess. Louisville versus South Carolina, UConn facing off against Stanford. The uh, place already has some hype. Uh, Kickstarter raised over $100,000, twice what they were asking for. And during the uh, Kickstarter, Chef Jenny Gwynn made it clear this is not a sports bar for women, but a, but a bar for women's sports. They're welcoming everyone, oh. and the place is even uh, kid-friendly, for better or worse, I guess. But, yeah, there's a sports bar, not just for women, but for women's sports, and it's called the Sports Bra in Portland. I hope that they hired a few male uh, servers. Right. You know, to explain the rules of the sports <laughs> on TV and all oh the clientele. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. What foreign-owned record labels are going to start charging to play their artist on the air? Is that what that commercial just implied? Yeah. 
And then they want a tax on the radio? I say no tax to radio. Yeah, I say no no taxation without representation. <laughs> Paid for by the National Association of Broadcasters. I only heard that starting today, but that's like the second time I heard it. Yeah. Didn't even know that was an issue. Well, you know what the what the relationship has been between pop music and, and radio? Mm, what? Since like the 50s. Uh, radio doesn't get charged for playing the music because it promotes the music. I mean, that's the reason that bands became big hits in the first place, you know, is because people heard it on the radio. But what it said international music. Yeah, man, I don't know what that's about. Yeah. Like I say, I keep trying to hear the commercial, but that's only the second time I've heard it, so... Uh, coming up this weekend, you can go out and meet Joanna Barba at Specs on Sunland Park Drive. That is Saturday. Did I say tomorrow? I think I'm still yeah. a day off. You still think it's Thursday? or No, no I thought yesterday you, was you Thursday. Thursday. I think today's Friday for some reason. <laughs> Friday, Joanna is going to be... Saturday. God dang it. <laughs> Saturday, I will be at Specs. Could I have aphasia maybe or aphasia? As- you just have the ass. Do you I have, have asphasia. Just ass. Do I have asphasia? Asphasia. <laughs> uh, that's right? a condition that we're going to talk about later because Bruce Willis has it, and he said put out a statement saying he's stepping away from acting because of aphasia, which is a condition that makes it hard to... What, Nico? It makes it hard to... To speak or to, to speak to communicate, it can be one the actual process of speaking using your your mouth muscles. A lot of people muscles. who have had a stroke, for instance, right? But there's different patient. kinds because uh, understanding words and the meaning of words could be one of them. So yeah, it's it's a lot of uh, neurological issues. Well, anyway, Joanna is going to be at Specs on <laughs> Saturday. Saturday, that's right, noon to two, commemorating Specs' 60th anniversary. They're going to have numerous specials and door prizes. And Joanna is going to have the new album from Ghost with her, so you could win that while Joanna's there. That's the Specs on Sunland Park Drive, right next to PetSmart. And it's Saturday, noon to 2, with Joanna from the Buzz Adams Morning Show. Coming up on Sunday, we've got two hours of new music and local rock for you as part of Q Connected this week. You can hear new songs from Fozzie, that's uh, Chris Jericho's band, New stuff from Slash featuring Miles Kennedy and Allison Chain's lead guitarist Jerry Cantrell. Also this week, Daniel Paulus, who is your host for Q Connected, is featuring local artists like Between Zero and One, The Innocent Exile, and Still I Stand. So tune in for all of that. New music and local rock, too. It's Q Connected Sunday 5 to 7 on 95.5 KLAQ and streaming on the KLAQ mobile app. I got a couple of TV notes here that I'll share with you. Amazon. Now I'll get to that one next. I'll start with the <laughs> HBO Max. HBO Max is making an It prequel series. Yep. That will include the origins of Pennywise. Ooh. Yep. We talked about that yesterday. And entertainment news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm going to review it here. It's called, <laughs> it's called Welcome to Dairy. It's got to take place in the 60s, but I thought Pennywise had his origin. Like, weren't there, like, 
18th century woodcuts that had Pennywise the dancing clown. Right, yeah, I mean, I saw the I saw the new it. It will lead up to the events of the 2017 movie. And it will include the origin story of both the town of Derry and Pennywise the dancing clown, but there is no word on if they're bringing back Bill Skarsgård who played Pennywise in the movies. Joanna, did you see anything about uh, Bill Skarsgård? No, no word on that yet. That seems pretty essential, don't you think? Uh, yeah. Like, he's the guy who's got to play it. Definitely. I'm wondering if there's any other actors out there that could be as creepy. Well, they first, oh, before they got that guy, they were thinking of the one from We're the Millers. Oh, oh the yeah. kid? The, yeah. yeah. I forget that kid's I name. I forget his name, but too. But he was in Midsummer too. Yes. Will Poulter. Poulter? Poulter. Will Poulter. There we go. Yes. Wow. Did it we together, got it. Joanna. Look at that, <laughs> Woo. Look at that weird teamwork. We came up with the weird, the, the kid teamwork. from the We're the Millers name. Yeah, we did. Buzz, you've always said you're a big Stephen King fan. Um, Hit or miss. I like some of his stuff I've really enjoyed, and then there are other things like the Dark Tower series that I just did not get into at all. Well, I was going to, because the Dark Tower series puts all of his books in a shared multiverse, right? And that I thought Pe- Pennywise the Clown was this type of interdimensional, interdimensional demon. Yeah, that, like I say. That's part, did you know that, Joanna? No. no. Like, yeah, Pennywise is part of the, the greater Stephen King universe and that oh, he like okay. is a, a dimensional demon that can go between dimensions. Did not know that, no. Yeah. See, might as well see Dr. Sleep come out in it as well or something. What? Dr. Sleep. Yeah. Now, that was a great Stephen King book. It was a fun, and the book was way better than the movie they made out of it. I liked the movie. It wasn't too bad. I also didn't read the book, though. <laughs> well, tr- trust me, the book was very good. <laughs> well, the book was better. Amazon is making a James Bond TV series. So, Nico, what? as a fan of 007, what do you think of this, that Amazon is going to do a James Bond TV series? Uh, okay, I'm, I'm kind of for it, sure. What yeah. if I told you it's going to be a reality competition show, though? All right, less... less, less your interest is going down? Yeah, it sounds more you shoddy. Say your interest is waning? <laughs> yes. Amazon is coming out with the first ever James Bond series, but it's not a spy show. It's a competition series called 007's Road to a Million. Okay. Way less interested. It sounds a lot Mm -hmm. like The Amazing Race. Okay. Not interested at all now. With two-person teams going on global adventures to different locations that are used in the filming of 007 movies. Okay. Now it sounds stupid. You're right. Yeah. Like the more information there is, the less, less. interested you're in. Yeah, yeah. So I had the so same we're experience. Good. So the only <laughs> thing we have in relation to James Bond is that we will be going around the world to the locations they film the movies. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. It's nothing to do with James Bond. It's a behind-the-scenes documentary at best. Get your. Swim fins out because we're going to the island where they shot Octopussy. (laughs) (laughs) The contestants will compete in physical obstacles and answer hidden questions in order to advance to the next challenge. The grand prize is actually 1.3 million, which is 1 million British pounds. Oh. Production starts later this year. Is there anything about this that. Joanna, did you like The Amazing Race? 
Did never, you watch it? never watched that. Okay, that's the re- only reason I thought you sounded interested in this. No, this does not sound interesting. I like well. behind the scenes stuff. Okay, cool. Well, no, this does not <laughs> sound okay, interesting. Cool. Well, this doesn't sound like that though. I mean, it, I mean, it kind of does. No, this sounds like a stupid perversion of devilism. That sounds like something maybe they could do in like the Blu-ray special. Yeah. Features. <laughs> right, include it with the with the. Uh, the no time to die, Blu-ray. Yeah. I really think anything that becomes a reality show, it's really the bottom of. Of the barrel of anything. When you turn anything into a competition-based reality, reality show, show you're, you're scraping the bottom. Scraping. Scraping. <laughs> I feel like uh, a little bit that what happened at the Academy Awards between Will Smith and Chris Rock has overshadowed... I'm so tired of hearing about this! I'm, I'm getting a little sick of it. As am I. Everybody. That's why I wanted to see... You know, it's only been four days since the Academy Awards. Do you guys remember the winners in the major categories? Which movie uh, won Best Picture? Coda. That's right. Yeah. Nico's got the next one. Who won Best Actress this year? <gasps> oh, no, no. Maria. Oh, Maria? Was, no, it was the girl who played Maria, right? Oh, no. no, no, she okay. wasn't, she even, wasn't even invited. Uh, well, it's West Side Story. Annabeth, no. Anna, no, nope. Bogler, you're, you're in the wrong Bogler. category. That's nope. still not no. Okay. You're, everything you're saying is, is wrong. I don't know then. <laughs> Who won for Best Actress? Joanna. Jessica Chastain. Yep. Damn it. For the eyes of Tammy, Tammy Faye. Faye. Nico. Who won Best Director? Kenneth Branagh. No, he was nominated, but he didn't win. Joanna, do you know who won Best Director? Jane Campion. Jane Campion. Well, that's right. With that, With that gay crap piece of show. crap. Yeah. I'm guessing Sam Elliott didn't cast his vote for Jane Campion. Hmm. Uh, best Supporting Actor, Nico. You can come up with this one. This one's an easy one. Mm-hmm. Nope, can't. Don't know him. He did. Ricky he, Ricardo. He used Javier Bardem. He used his hands to communicate. Not Will Smith. I'm talking about the other guy. Obviously, in Coda. <laughs> Troy Kotzer. I can't remember. I, I wanted to say Tony Katzer. Why would Troy you Troy Kotzer? You don't even. Why would I know who that is? He won Best Supporting Actor. You I couldn't even say Coda. his name. Well, I was unfamiliar with his work before this movie. I really want to see this movie, so one of you needs to hand over that Apple password. Oh, yeah, we got to uh, do a business The point I was making China. is a lot of things got overshadowed. Uh, a lot of yeah, things, like yeah. Like the fact that the We Don't Talk About Bruno performance was awful. But that won for Best Animated Picture. Oh, here, I'll The get, movie, yeah. I'll give you an easy one. What won for Best Documentary Feature? This was the, <laughs> this was the award that... Chris Rock announced <laughs> right after he got slapped because by Will they... Smith. I will say Summer of Soul. My final answer is Summer, Summer of Soul. Of Soul. Quest Love. I think that's what everybody... I think if anything, we all know now Summer of Soul. Oh, did you hear that one of the producers, producers is upset that Chris yeah. Rock introduced him as Quest Love and, and, and four, four white, white guys. guys? And he's like, I'm East Asian. Or, right. And it was really dismissive. I, I think that Chris Rock could even continue on after taking a slug like that is something <laughs> why did he introduce us like that uh, uh, well, you're lucky you got introduced maybe because right? his ears were still ringing and getting walloped <laughs> right? by will smith i almost feel is like they should have a re- bitch slapped they, on stage 
Right. I know they won't do this, but it, it almost feels like they should have a redo and everybody goes back up and gives their speech again. <laughs> because everything got overshadowed by the Chris Rock deal. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Joanna's going to have our Hollywood news. That is just a few moments away. I wanted to promote the After Buzz Podcast. Every day when the morning show's over, within an hour, we put up the After Buzz podcast. Roughly within an hour. It can vary a little bit. Yeah, between an hour and about 12 hours. You've got the uh, (laughs) Buzz Adams show on demand, which is uh, highlights from the previous day's show. You can check that out. Get this on the KLAQ mobile app or anywhere you get your podcast. Should we, do we need to ask what happened on the what the buzz podcast oh yeah joanna the chatters the chatters are so did anybody you or one of your your co-host say anything that could have insulted the facebook group i don't know i can't remember uh do they have specific yep somebody said the stupid chatters oh probably emily she hates the chat yep and they are so upset why what are they saying why are we a stupid chat? Oh, we're the stupid chat group? <laughs> what was the context? From Emily's point of view, that chat does nothing for us. Oh, because we can't monetize Because we can't monetize right. it. But in terms of just having people who are interested in our she show. People who like our show enough that defense, they have a they have their own independent chat, chat about to talk it going about the on. Show? Yeah. In her defense, she did say, I think it's great for them. They have a place where they can congregate. Right. But to her, digitally, it does nothing. I think... So she's not that fond of it. Yeah, but it's not all a numbers game. That's what I try to impress upon everybody. Well, she's works thinking about company. it digitally. Yeah, but even we should all be appreciative of just people caring about the show, whether it's numbers, whether it contributes to our numbers or not. But they care enough to talk, you know, about the show and promote. And sometimes I'll go over to read the chat on Facebook just to see how one of our bits went over, right. or. Or you know, what even, the impressions are, you know, what their thoughts are on things. I've seen them bring up stuff on the chat that I've actually said, oh, that is interesting. I'm going to bring that up on the air. So I don't right. think the chatters are, are stupid. Yeah, we Far from it, guys. I love it. But they do <laughs> they do talk Someone about... Says, and Joanna didn't defend us. Sorry. <laughs> Joanna. That's... Take it as it is, I guess. <laughs> well, do you want to go on the record here saying whether or not you think the uh, Facebook chat group Chatters are stupid or not? No, they're not stupid. <laughs> Jeez. A lot of valuable lot of feedback value. that I think yeah. that we get from them. Yeah. So check true. out the uh, bi-weekly What, what the, the Buzz podcast. Yeah. Also, I need to stop. See who we call stupid next. <laughs> <laughs> it could be anyone. It could be anyone. 1201, we've got word that the uh, at least one dispensary in New Mexico is going to be selling recreational marijuana beginning at 12.01 a.m. So that's one minute after midnight tonight. That is right. One minute after uh, midnight. Our Greenleaf in Las Cruces is saying they'll be open at 12.01 a.m. It's uh, our Greenleaf. It's between five guys and uh, uh, Las Paletas store in Las Cruces. I know how Five Guys is. What's Las Paletas? It's a popsicle store. So it's that it's that our green leaf in Las Cruces. But munchies on either side. The munchies right? on either side of <laughs> our green leaf, yeah. Recreational marijuana becomes the law in New Mexico at midnight tonight. 
that 1201 <laughs> thing, look, I'm sure it's going to be packed. That's the kind of thing I would avoid, like any kind of midnight rush or, you know, like a black Friday sale or anything. Yeah, but how would you like to say that you were the one of the, the first, first people, people to buy record? You know, people for year for a few years have been buying weed as long as they're New Mexico residents. This is kind of a bigger deal, I feel like, for for Texas residents who oh, are yeah. close to New Mexico. <laughs> New Mexico residents are like, we've had medical for a while right. and, now. And I don't think they really are super strict about the medical. You know, it's pretty much you sign up and you could get a medical marijuana card, but now it's going to go recreational, which is similar to what well, they Well, before had. you had to live in, Los, uh, in New Mexico, you had to... Well, that was a big deal, although there was a brief window there where they were letting people with reciprocal yeah. uh, prescriptions buy, and uh, some right. Texans were getting around that loophole, using that loophole. But right. tonight, I, I would compare it, I guess, to Colorado. It might be something that most people are, or some people might be familiar with. There are a lot of dispensaries. There are a lot of places to buy legal weed, and... They will sell to you as long as you have a valid ID from any state. Um, so our Greenleaf is located between 2750 Mall Drive in Las Cruces between Five Guys and the Paleta Bar. Staffers plan to provide goodie bags for the Ooh. first oh, there you 50 go. customers. There you go. Yeah, right? Doorbuster specials. Doorbuster specials. Actually, so Albuquerque and some other cities have not set operating hours for dispensaries yet. Meaning they probably will not be. That won't be a regular hour. Probably open at midnight. Yeah, probably it'll be like a either seven to midnight or ten a.m. to midnight. But probably won't be allowed in the future to operate after midnight. A mere fifteen hours from now, New Mexico will become the nineteenth state to have recreational marijuana. Meaning you don't have to be an in-state resident. You don't have to have a prescription. You know, after we do entertainment news. When we come back, I've got. A, I wrote an article. I think could be pretty helpful. Not everything is legal. Like there are still some things that you're not uh-huh. allowed to do under the law. So I've got an article you could check out at uh, klaq.com, and we'll go over some of the finer points of it. Let's get to our entertainment news and showbiz headlines with Joanna Barber. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. Good morning. Both Wanda Sykes and Amy Schumer are solidly Team Chris Rock, and they both say they're still traumatized from that slap. Wanda says she's disappointed that Will Smith wasn't ejected from the ceremony. All right, let's hear it from Wanda Sykes. All right, here's a little more. Uh, This is a preview for The Ellen Show, which is going to air on April the 7th. Uh, Wanda Sykes describes it as gross. G-R-O-S-S, gross, that the Academy allowed Will Smith to even stay mm-hmm. in the building. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Sciences says that Will was asked to leave the Oscars, but he refused. The Academy- you know, if a random person had run up or if a seat filler had run up and slugged one of the presenters or slugged, slapped Chris Rock, they wouldn't have asked him to leave. They would have kicked him out, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, the Academy will decide whether to take disciplinary action at its next board meeting on April 18th. I guess that's some different kind of privilege. That's A-list movie star Oscar winner privilege. Imagine they're just like, excuse me, uh, Mr. Smith, can you leave? No. No. Okay, okay. thank you. If they had rescinded, Sorry to bother you. If they had rescinded his award, 
you know, if they'd have come out and said, you know, Will Smith had won, but after the events, we're going to take it away. I'm not sure that would have been the right move, but I would not have had too much of a problem with it myself. You know, that would have been pretty unprecedented. But I don't know. So a lot of people were giving a standing ovation to Will Smith winning. Exactly. And it, what it is, is it's a sign oh, that... Man. It's not like they were also pushing for like, hey, maybe we shouldn't give this guy this award anymore. No, he could have still won the award. But what what should have been shown is the example of when you hit somebody, you get escorted out of the building. You are no longer welcome in the place where you just as, uh, assaulted somebody. And that should be whether it's a movie theater, whether mm-hmm. it's a, a comedy everybody... show, whether it's a concert. If somebody acts out and hits somebody, they should be removed. Um, that comes from a, a back from a, being a MC or a host or com- a comedy background. When you when you learn the job of being a host, you learn that you represent the show, that you represent the, the building that you're in, and, the, and you're almost a producer. And you're there to make sure everybody has a good time. You're there to keep the show moving along, and you have a job to do, and you kind of represent it. So. For them not to get an uh, apology either, yeah, I would totally understand that because you came yeah, into their definitely. house. You disrespected their house. Meanwhile, Chris Rock kicked off his stand-up tour in Boston last night, and the crowd met him with a standing ovation, to which some have said made Chris Rock a little teary-eyed. However, he didn't really address the slap. Teary-eyed? His face was still probably stinging. <laughs> <laughs> the, the audio's not so great on this, but no. we'll... Because it was stolen. Uh, yeah. So he did two shows on the same night in Boston, and some of the people that were at the one of the shows said, you know, he really didn't go into it. He just said he's still processing it and that he's got all this other material ready to go. He got a standing ovation at the end of the show as well. Yeah, I think on one of the shows, the first thing he said was, so how was your weekend? <laughs> <laughs> and then he, uh, you can't really hear it there. but he, To which a lot of people are like, how did you even get this audio? He does that thing where you have to put your phone in a pouch. Uh, what's it called? The I, um, I don't know what they're called, but you either can't take your phone in or if you do, you put it in, in this the pouch. pouch. Right. So then Variety was one of the first to report the audio. And everyone's like, Variety, are you like condoning piracy yeah. now? Are you because condoning sneaking in? How did you in? even get this? They probably had to sneak in a microphone somehow. A crappy one. Yeah. That sounds awful. <laughs> On Wednesday, it was revealed. You know, any of those shows, whether it's a music show like Tool or Dave Chappelle, somebody's getting a phone. And they're not going to catch all the phones. It's usually pretty successful, though. Like, that, that you haven't seen a lot of... Yeah, but there's going to be a stagehand or there's going to be a lighting assistant or there's going to be somebody that's got a phone in the place, right? Yeah. Did you Did you hear how much ticket prices went up for, like... I heard, I didn't know if I believed it or not, but I heard it Thousands. in the late night roundup that like even the balcony seats were like 800. 800. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure because those were all on secondary ticket markets. Joanna, you might know better. Uh, d- does the performer get money from those secondary sites? I have no idea, actually. Okay. Somebody sent me a video from a different angle, but you really okay. can't see Jada's reaction after Will slaps Chris Rock. But my question is... Why did they seat Lupita Nyong'o between Will and Jada like he's their daughter or something? They're not. That's, no, that's they, forced perspective. She, no, she was like right. No, but she was she, like behind them. She's behind she was them. At she's the not table between behind them. them. I don't know. Every angle I look at it, it makes it look like she's she didn't get to bring them. a guest. She no. was in between. You think Lupita no, Nyong'o was sitting so, next yeah, to Will, Will Smith? It looked like she, they were all the member of the same party to me. They were sitting like glasses. in these lounger chairs. Yeah. And there's a table between them, so you could see the people behind, behind. you. So it looks like she's neck, like in between them, 
But it's just because there's that gap of the table. You know how perspective works, right? I wonder what, <laughs> what you can see somebody a little farther back okay. and it may look like they're next to them. You see the silhouette in this video of Will and Jada and Lupita Nyong'o's uh-huh. hair? What if Will, what if uh, Chris Rock had made, hey, I see Lupita Nyong'o, I see you're doing the urban remake of Marge Simpson's story because her hair is like really piled up. Mm-mm. You don't think no. you would have gotten slapped for that? Well, there was no man to defend her honor. No, that's what I'm think. saying. Was she? She didn't have a, a plus one there. Who was she with? Because it looks like she's with Will and Jada. Someone. It does not look like she's with Will and Jada. Do you understand how that works? She's behind them. She's not in the same row. <laughs> Whatever. It looks like they're sitting at the same table to me. <laughs> they're not. Okay. And you can't make fun of black women's hair. I was just suggesting, like, how would that have gone? Oh, look at Lupita Nyong'o's hair. Might as well be called Marge Simpson. (laughs) Lupita Nyong'o, I see you. Looking forward to that all-black remake of Bride of Frankenstein. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) With your entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barba. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. As we uh, get into the 9 o'clock hour, I think Steve was going to drop by to talk about a new NFL overtime rule. People hate that their NFL team can lose a game in overtime without ever getting the ball. So they're changing that, but I guess only for the playoffs. Steve will be by to tell us more about this. We got the article of uh, Wanda Sykes talking about how she feels like Will Smith owes her an apology. Did we catch this part? She said that Chris Rock came up and apologized to her. I don't think you played that audio, but I did hear that part where she said that he went up to her. And she's like, why are you apologizing? Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, because you guys were doing such a good job. It's going to overshadow all Mm -hmm. that. And Wanda Sykes says that she feels like she really deserves an apology from Will Smith. Telephone number uh, to the studio. We've got a new studio line for you. It's 915-910-4995. 915-910-4995. You can call that number during the show, or you can call the neckline, leave a message. That number is 844-805-NECK, 844-805-6325. Let's uh, take a look at some of the articles that are at KLAQ.com. The uh, official Mosho drinking game rules. Did you just decide to go with uh, Biani's rules that she came up with? Or did you did you add something? I that? went back to our on demand and listened to everyone that Biani suggested uh-huh. and wrote them down. So that is what we're calling the extreme edition. Joanna, businesses El Pasoans miss the most is an article that you've got up. Yes. What would I say is a business in El Paso that I miss the most? H and H car wash. There you go. Okay. That's a good one. So earlier this week, I posted like a graphic on our Facebook page. Hey, what's something that was in El Paso that's no longer here that you miss? It got a total of six comments. And so that's when what I went off to write this article. I post this article on the Facebook. And then it got like a million. It got like a million. So guess what? You're getting another one. (laughs) Another article. Well, give me some of uh, some of the ones that people have said they really miss. 
in the original Oh, by article? the way, can I talk about Cheesecake Factory for a second? No, <laughs> nobody's stopping I you. I mean, yeah. We never had I that, rem- though, right? I never. <laughs> okay. But it's been a thing that people have talked about. Like, El Paso's a big enough city for a Cheesecake <sighs> you know, Factory. I- and Cheesecake Factory <laughs> put out some kind of statement saying something to the effect of, well... We'll never be with you. We don't have the population or the we, enough rich people. You know, we... Or enough rich people? <laughs> that's not what they said, but that's what they meant. You're all, that's like, how I took it. Looking at demographics, it doesn't seem to be a fit because we're kind, we're a, a relatively high-end uh, eating establishment. Which, I don't know if you saw when, you know how they announced, oh, we might be getting this uh, weird yellow structure. Yeah. Now I wrote an article about that. You wrote too. a great article on that. I do love your article. But a lot of people were like, bro, we just want a Cheesecake Factory. That's all we want. We okay, but people say that, and I know for a fact that Cheesecake Factory would be one of the few restaurants that people would go to for the first maybe five months, six months. No. And then it would drop off because the food is actually not great quality. It's like a so, slightly upscaled Chili's. Right. It's all, it's all it is. People would get tired of the novelty of it. They wouldn't go back for the food, um, and the price would be too high to and keep it there. And some chick would complain, like, don't take your first date to a Cheesecake, cheesecake Factory. Factory. You know... <laughs> I'm always surprised that there's a restaurant at the Fountains of Farah called The Melting Pot. Mm-hmm. Fondue place. It's a fondue place. It's a chain. It's a chain, and it's a, a higher-end chain because it's... The, it's expensive. It's, it's, I it's hear really it's expensive. pricey. Very pricey. Yeah, it's, it's like a date place. Like, you take dates there. It's um, like, for, for you on a date, you're easily over 100 bucks. I took my girl, girlfriend there for stuff when, there, when I was living in Houston. Did you take a loan out? <laughs> you used part of your student loan, or what did you do? How'd you pull that one off? Dash and dine, dine and dash. No, we went we went Dutch. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, my point was, my daughter went on a a theater trip with school Uh to Lubbock. They got a cheesecake factory in Lubbock. Cheesecake factory in Lubbock. Lubbock isn't even a third the size of El Paso. Do you think Cheesecake Factory just doesn't like us? Uh, They say that their research shows that they wouldn't that. El Paso wouldn't be a good fit. They're for like them. they're not rich enough. Now Lubbock's got that oil money. No, they have a huge student population. They have a yeah, but students. They have a huge medical complex. So people who go to Lubbock, there's a Lubbock has a burn center. It's they like, ain't better than us. They have a burn center. <laughs> I, mean, spent t- I have spent time in Lubbock. They are definitely not better. than They us. have a burn center, and we don't have a burn center, so they're better in that respect. Wait, so that's it. That's well, how Cheesecake a, Factory decides whether or not you have a burn center? No, I'm saying based on the population. They have a huge population for medical stuff and for students. So. I was a little myth to find out that Lubbock ha- rates a Cheesecake Factory in El Paso does. Oh, I got a, I got a message. Somebody said what? that they miss Lucky Boy hamburgers. Lucky Boy's a good one. <laughs> that person is my dad. Oh, look at that. Thank you so much, Mr. Jimmy, and for contributing God. to my next article. I guess there are so many... Places that have come and gone. I miss Bellinopoly. I don't know if anybody what else. Bellinopoly. You know that, what? Was you know that what, here in El Paso? Yeah, it's on. It's on Mesa, and it was set Back off the road a little bit. It was kind of like a family Italian restaurant. Mm. You never been to Bellinopoly's? No. Um, oh, the one the right here on Mesa by us. You mean? No. Bellinopoly. Uh, I think you're thinking of Como's. Como's. Yeah. That was the one that was owned by F. Murray Abraham's mom or family. Oh. No, Bellinopoly was up closer to Sunland Park. Mm. Yeah, no. Okay. What was the other one? Bar- Barrigans? Barrios? 
Barigas. 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 Oh my God! That that shot. That's the one that's in the same parking lot as the mall. Yeah. That no no no. That's down the street, but it, it's not a it's not Barigas anymore. No. Barigans isn't even Barigans anymore. Oh, it's of, not. No. Okay. It's just like individual space for hair, hair and nails and eyebrow thread. Is that one of the businesses you miss? No, but since you brought the name up, I was just going to say I went in to see about uh, buying a certificate for my girlfriend, so and it's people. like, no, it's just a bunch of independent stalls, basically. So did you get your girlfriend anything? No. I got her something, but it wasn't that. What else did people say about businesses they miss? Uh, naked harem. <laughs> okay, it was shut down for, like... Uh, uh, prostituting. It doesn't mean people can't miss it, Nico. <laughs> I miss the prostitutes. Uh, I wish they brought the prostitutes Overwhelming. Back. A lot of people miss Silver Streak. There's even... There's still one. There's still no, one. No, there isn't. It closed. The one that's in Fabens? Or... It closed. No. In 2020, it closed. What is Silver Streak? And there's a, a whole... burger kind of place. Yeah, there's a whole Facebook page called Who Remembers Silver Streak in El Paso? People miss it so much. I remember working for the ambulance company, Life. They have a station out there, and we would just post up right next to the Silver Street because it was... Okay, well, that closed down, too. Oh, man. So now there's none. Shakey's Pizza. Shakey's? God, I haven't seen a Shakey's Pizza in 40 years, I bet. Do you remember Shakey's? No. Mm -mm. Shakey's always seemed like Somebody was playing the banjo or something when you walked in. <laughs> what was the one that was in Silla uh, Vista? Not Silla Vista. Um, Bassett. The old pizza place that was there. Mr. Gaddy. Mr. Gaddy. Mr. Gaddy. Yeah. Bennigan's. Oh, boy. I never went to a Bennigan's. Maybe you've been to a Chili's and an Applebee's. So you've basically been to a Bennigan's. Well, these people say that the- St. Patrick's Day was lit oh, at Bennigan's. Yeah, yeah Bennigan's did have a... They go big. Oh, Bennigan's goes big. Fired up St. Patrick's Day party, that's for sure. Well, now I got a whole bunch of, me- of comments on the post, so I'm going to make write another, another one. Article. Yeah. Because oh, this is just the article that writes these, itself. Yeah, where were all these people when I needed them the other day? Yeah. Also, if everyone can go comment on the one picture that says, Before you knew what it was, what did you think Prince Machiavelli was? <laughs> that's a good one. A lot of people are like, uh, medieval times. I think I'm probably not the only dad who's had experience where a three-year-old daughter says, Daddy, do princesses live in that castle? <laughs> no, expensive ones. Do you, know what, do you know what used to be in there before it became a strip club? No, what it's was it? It's a Starbucks now. It's going to be a Starbucks, yeah. But it's not in the. It doesn't look like a castle anymore. God, wouldn't it have been great if they kept the castle motif and just named it Starbucks? (laughs) Made it a Starbucks in there, but like ignore the glitter in the corner. Cash only. Cash only. (laughs) Have ones ready for your coffee. (laughs) To the auxiliary stage, Emily. I have your drink. (laughs) Caramel macchiato. Uh, you want to find out about what rules still apply in New Mexico after midnight tonight? 
Sure. Then they go all recreational yeah. pot. I assume murder is still not illegal. Well, I mean, yeah, you can't murder somebody and take their pot, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> At uh, midnight tonight, New Mexico becomes the 19th state to have recreational marijuana. See, Good for them. Oklahoma, or Toklahoma, as I call it, has a lot of dispensaries, but it's not recreational. You still got to get a prescription, and they don't sell to out-of-state residents. No, they do New not. Mexico's going to do both of those things. You can just buy it with a ID, 21 and older, and you could come in from out-of-state. I think they're getting ready for that. I, I would fully expect a lot of dispensaries to show up in the middle of what would be nowhere except that it's right close to a Texas state line, like the nearest point of entry into New Mexico from Lubbock, for instance, is probably going to have a lot of weed places. You mean just like how Trinidad, Colorado does? I'm not familiar with uh, Trinidad. What's that by? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh so here are some of the rules that are still going to be in effect. Some of them are misdemeanors. Some of them are still felonies, though. So uh, transporting your legally purchased weed across state lines is a no-no. Uh, I think this is especially important as many El Paso residents are eager to use the looser laws to purchase New Mexico weed. Uh, you can get in trouble for possessing it or bringing it across state lines. I mean, technically, if you bought weed in, in a Colorado a recreational state and mm-hmm. took it across the state line in New Mexico, also a recreational state starting tomorrow, you'd be breaking the law. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's good even, to know. Even that would be breaking the law. You can still get in trouble for buying pot in New Mexico and taking it out of New Mexico. All right. In New Mexico, public possession of over eight ounces is a felony. So I think... Remember... I'd like to know what the definition of public possession is. Like, you could have it in your home, like but if you're out... how much is that in edibles? I guess it depends on the edible. Eight ounces? No, I, I don't believe... Uh, uh, it's not public possession if it's in your home. It's public possession... Yeah, I'm saying public if possession. If you're, like, walking about... If you're walking about or driving about. Or driving that's, about. Yeah. Uh, possession. Eight ounces. That's a lot of edibles, like if they're gummies. Possession uh, uh, on school property including daycares, is a misdemeanor. Driving under the influence of cannabis is still against the law, so you could definitely get ticketed for driving under the influence. It would be treated like a a DUI case if they decided to uh, enforce that, which they could, I guess. Uh, when When you talk about in New Mexico public possession of over eight ounces, it's a felony. Okay, 16 ounces is a pound, so you're saying having half a pound. Half a pound. Over half a pound. Anything under half a pound is not a felony. Anything under half a pound. Just don't have more than half a pound right. on you. And that does apply to the automobile? Like, what if you had just come from the store, bought a bunch of weed, and you had it in your car? If you had over eight ounces, they could say, well, you look like you're, you're selling. Or t- intent to sell. Maybe they would charge it as a felony. But under eight ounces, it would not. Another uh, rule that's not going to change underage possession ages 18 to 21 is a civil penalty so okay you can't uh you can't buy the recreational weed unless you're over 21 and underage possession is a civil civil penalty selling to minors under the age of 18 is a felony 
you know, so just like buying beer for kids would be. Yeah, you'd want to be really careful that you're not like, oh, I went and bought a bunch of legal weed. I'll sell you a joint for you know whatever. All of a sudden, you're you know if you sell it to somebody under eighteen, you're looking at a felony. Or if if some kids are hanging around a dispensary and they're like, hey, Mister, can you go inside and get (laughs) us this? Hey, Mister. No, what they call straw purchases. Is that what that is? Is that what it's called? I think so. Is it? Is it? Is that? I've heard that in relation to guns before. Yeah, straw purchase would be if you were buying the weed, intending to give it to somebody else. Okay. They got a lot of rules posted. Doesn't that just make me a businessman? It does not. Okay. You got to have a license to sell it. Um. A straw purchase or a nominee purchase is any purchase wherein an agent agrees to acquire a good or service for someone who is often unavailable or unwilling to. You're right. So don't do that. I never and knew I, it had a know, name. I really tried to get the scientific consensus on uh, the effects of marijuana on brain development because it seems like that's not completely settled. So there are some studies that suggest that cannabis can affect brain development, not only for adolescents and teenagers, but also for young adults into their 20s. So, I mean, 21, you could buy it, but there is a lot of unsettled science over uh, how it could affect brain development even into your uh, into your mid-20s. And uh, Colt DeMorris, who is the uh, director of Normal at El Paso, had told us there may be supply issues, like they might have for for their, you know, early on starting tomorrow, they might have plenty, but they'll probably run out. Right, Nico? Wasn't that what he was saying? That yeah, that within a week or no two, they might much, really have some empty shelves. Well, some no matter how much they have right now, the amount that people want to buy it exceeds that amount by a lot. There's just way more people who want to buy it. Than that they have, so they're going to stock up as much as they can for. Their they're getting ready for tonight. Well, tonight, or tomorrow. They're, they're, that's why it's been so long. They they technically have been able to open up recreational sales any time before April first. The New Mexico law just said you have to start recreational sales before April first. So they could have started this in December. They could have started this whenever, but they they didn't have it ready. They didn't have the supplies ready. They didn't have the 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 system ready. So now they're ready. The shops will be full. For the next couple weeks, but I guarantee you, after ne- the next couple weeks, there will be a shortage there of will cannabis product on the shelves in New, New Mexico. Mexico. Yes. Right. What if uh, <laughs> the governor of New Mexico got on TV yesterday and just said, "April Fools"? <laughs> <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. After a uh, blustery week or a few days here that we've had with high winds, we're in for a nice weekend starting today. Uh, mostly sunny, 73 for the high temperature. Winds are going to be around 5, 10 miles an hour. Oh, that wind. Oh, that wind was... Did you hear about that roof that flew off a house? It flew off a house! It flew off a house? Wizard of Oz time. <laughs> Not in Kansas. On uh, f- on Friday, sunny, 80. Afternoon winds could get up 10, 15, so a little, a little on the breezy side. But we had like 35 freaking mile an hour winds yesterday. So, Are we going to start your walking club then, buddy? You want to do that today? Not really. Should I send out a <laughs> mass email yeah. saying, hey, we're going to do a send walking club? Send one out club. to El Paso users. Yeah, send one out to El Paso everybody users. Everybody in this And office. then you won't get any of the replies. <laughs> all right. Or you'll get a bunch of no to reply alls. Like, no, thank you. Not today. 
I'll just put it out there, you know, spread it around. We have a really nice steep hill. Is this we'll walk to the top of that, walk down. You've got a nice little cardio exercise in. Is it's going to take like 25 you minutes. Heard that Steve and Iris go walking together. Hell yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and Buzz was like, I was a part of that group when it started before the pandemic. Yeah, we only did it like once and then the pandemic hit and we quit for some reason we quit walking outside. I was the originator of, of that. <laughs> For Saturday, sunny 82, look for winds 5 to 10, and also Sunday, mid-80s for high temperature on Sunday, and we're also looking for those winds 5 to 10 miles an hour. I give it A+. I uh, got a lot of things to uh, talk about. We got one email from Joey who had some suggestions for your El Paso businesses that they wish were oh still around. Oh, my God, I'm getting so many in the app chat, too. Oh, nice. So he mentioned Silver Streak <laughs> and Bennigan's. Mm-hmm. Mervyn's. Mervyn's! I loved Mervyn's. Why would you miss Mervyn's? Those great deals, all right? Really? Yeah. They did have some pretty good deals on clothes and stuff. You can't get the same deals right now at Kohl's? No. Okay. How dare you? Because I thought they all turned into Kohl's. It's in the same place where Kohl's was. Doesn't mean that's what it turned into. Oh, no? Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Where are you saying Mervyn's was? Where Kohl's Kohl's is at Bassett? And I think every other Coles in town was oh. converted into a. I mean, every other Mervin's was converted. Into I think well, Mervin's might have. As Mervin's, okay. I think they might have gone out of business nationwide. They did, yeah. Castle Park, only real El Pasoans <gasps> know. What is somebody ca- mentioned that? I don't know what it I is. I don't know what that I is. I think that could be a little bit before my time. Mm, no, Castle Park is the one right here. Well, the one that I always assumed was the one on Donovan that has like those little castle turrets. It's like a little park with like a... Wait, is it still there? Yeah. No, I, and that I must not, not be what he's talking about because the whole topic is things that you miss that are Castle no longer Castle Park, here. a miniature golf course that was located on Gateway East by Yarbrough Drive oh. and featured a large castle that was easily spotted from the freeway. You know what I really appreciate about Nico is even if he doesn't know what he's talking about, he sells it like oh, he does. He says it oh, so confidently, right? Yeah, he says it so confidently, right. but he's so wrong. That is why you are the Roman. Yeah, definitely. And I'm not wrong in the sense there is a castle park. It's a park. It's an actual park. The thing that he said, castle park, is a mini golf place, I guess. But Must there, have been a long time ago. There yeah. is a park, a, a public park on the west side that has, like, for a playground, a lot of little castle turrets in the playground. And I've always heard it referred to as castle park. Are you talking about the dragon park off of Donovan? I have no I call idea it Castle Park. The one what you guys if, are talking about. What are you? Well, if it has little turrets and castle like like structures. Well, now I'm trying to imagine what you would call castle like structures. Well, what's Dragon Park? I don't know. That's what <laughs> my daughter called it because they had like a dragon motif on one of the, one of the things. I'm pretty sure that was Castle Park. I have on Donovan. No on Donovan. What you guys are talking about at all? I'm lost. Well, it's right next to they practice soccer and. And baseball and stuff, right? By the by, the firehouse. Sure, yeah. Okay, yeah. you don't know what you're talking right. about. But he sold it so good, right? Yeah. Again, mm-hmm. he really so convinces you. Hey, there's always a chance to learn new things. Roman in Succession, mm-hmm. right there. Cousin Greg, if you cousin want to cast Greg? the morning show as characters in Succession, I thought he it, he's, he's cousin it's Greg. It's too easy to cast him as cousin Greg. Right. I'm more complex than that. He's Roman. Yeah. 
There's a lot beneath the surface. I've seen six episodes. I'm a pro already. And I'm Brian I'm Cox. And you are Brian Cox. You're Cox. You're the one that's like, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving yet. I know you have expected me to announce I'm stepping down, but I'm not. That's I'm hanging good. on to the reins of power. That's good. Really? You think that was a good Brian Cox? Yes. What's yours? <laughs> He played Hannibal Lecter before. Yeah, he played uh, the original Hopkins in did. Manhunter. I think mm-hmm. it was called. Magic Landing also makes Joey's list. That's a good one too. A lot of people put uh, putt putts in uh, the app chat that I saw. Right, and that's what parks. originally started the whole thing was putt putt golfing games. Where was that on Hawkins? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, what did they put there? That's just like an office park now. What did they put there? I don't know what's there. It's butt, butt part. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll tell you, I miss Sanitary's a country club where you could go, even if you weren't a country club member, you could play a round of golf and and get it in in an hour and a half because it was so empty out there. You could go and play a round of golf and get it in in under two hours. And the other course that closed down. We've had a lot of golf courses go belly up. Because it turns out golf courses need water. We don't have a lot. Would you say that's the main reason? There is no public golf course in all of West El Paso. You could go to a country club, but you have to be a member, be a guest of a member. Would you say Los Lagos, which is an entity, doesn't exist anymore? Is it the water issue, though? Well, it's expensive uh, to run a golf course. If you don't manage your golf course, yeah, you definitely going to run into money issues and out at Santa Teresa it seemed to be it had a lot to do with with watering and keeping it up to up to snuff but it's really sad you know that we town of over a million people and there's no public golf course on the entire west side of El Paso yeah I'm kind of for it for what for I'm anti golf courses now (laughs) it saves water get rid of them all Yeah, what are we doing? We're going to waste millions of gallons of water so that these guys, these rich guys, can go hit... You, dude, you sound like the Michael Douglas character in Falling Down. So these rich guys can go hit a ball. We're going to waste a million gallons of water. Get out of here. Your dad is a golfer. I know. (laughs) TV tonight. Uh, New on... HBO Max, Moonshot, a romantic comedy starring Lana Condor and Cole Sprouse. No, Moon Knight. No, Moonshot. He has aphasia. No, it's called Moonshot. So Cole Sprouse sneaks onto a space shuttle heading to a Mars colony, and she agrees to hide him in her cabin for the month-long trip. She agrees to hide her in in her cabin. Begin the docking procedure. (laughs) (laughs) Bay doors are open. You knew exactly where I was going. (laughs) On CBS, the series premiere of How We Roll, a sitcom starring Pete Holmes as a guy who's laid off and decides to become a professional bowler. How many shows include Pete Holmes getting laid off and then trying to do something? Is he a stand-up? He's a stand-up, and he has that whole show crashing. crashing. Yeah. 
where he plays a comic who crashes. He doesn't have his own place, so he crashes on the couch of other comedians. Okay. Every episode is like Artie Lang. <laughs> Did they t- steal your life story? I have had to do that before. Like comics, like if I'm going through another city and I know the comic, I'll be like, hey. Hey, man, can I crash on yeah, your you couch? Yeah, do you if I crash? I mean, it's, we have a little fraternity with each other. Over on Peacock, the first season finale of Bel Air. What will Will get up to tonight? (laughs) What kind of shenanigans will the Fresh Prince get up to? Oh, my God. Have Uncle Phil and Aunt Viv been a good enough influence on him that he won't get in any more trouble on the playground? Is he the guy who's up to no good and starting making trouble in his neighborhood? Find it. out tonight on the season finale of Bel Air on Peacock. <laughs> I hear this episode slaps. <laughs> yeah? Okay. okay. Paramount Plus has the series premiere of Fairly Odd Parents, Fairly Odd. Oh, cool. A live action version of Fairly Odd Parents. Ugh. Who asked for this? Nobody. Is this something you guys grew up with? Kind of. You know. I, it, yeah. A little bit older, but yeah. But I you were a little it. older, or the show was a little older? I was a little you, older. You were a little too was, old for yeah. Fairly Odd Parents. But my nephew was young enough to like it, so I would sit down and watch it with him. <laughs> and the the, car- the the two fairies, they have very bright hair ones, pink ones, blue. Well, the fairies Cosmo are still going to be animated. Wanda. Cosmo and Wanda are still going to be animated, but okay. it's, the rest of it's going to be live well, That action. makes sense then. Okay. No, I don't like it. I don't like it. (laughs) HBO Max has the series premiere of Julia. Sarah Lancashire stars as TV chef Julia Child. And David Hyde Pierce, Niles Crane, plays her husband. Oh, Niles, I love him. Well, that's going to be a little hard to believe. Why? Shut up. Because David Hyde Pierce is gay? Is he really? Is that why you were saying that? No. Why is it going to be hard to believe? You remember? <laughs> do you guys remember when Julia Child would be on TV? Or that's way before your time. Right? No, no, I have but Pluto I've TV. Seen the movie Julie and Julia. Love that movie. The great Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep so. plays Julia Child, and, and Amy, Stanley Tucci is her husband. Amy Fisher plays the young one. I think. Oh, so Amy St- Adams. Amy Adams. Sorry. Amy Fisher. Not Amy Fisher. Psycho. I know. Why? Who's Amy Fisher? She's the yeah, girl that Fisher? shot Joey Buttafuoco's wife in the head because she was having an affair. Oh, that's right. <laughs> the Long Island Lolita? The Long, the Island, Long Island, Island Lolita. Lolita. That's right. <laughs> nice, Nico. Well, I've got a story out of Ukraine. And this is a great one. Remember right after it all started... Uh, on Snake Island, something called Snake Island. Ah, yes. When a Ukrainian soldier refused to surrender, and he faced down a Russian warship and told them to go F themselves. Mm -hmm. It was was 13 Ukrainian soldiers on this small island. It was like one of the very first Mm -hmm. stories that came out. Then it got reported after that that they were all killed. That they were all killed, but it turned out they were not all killed. Some of them survived and got taken prisoner by the Russians. So... Recently, uh, some of the soldiers got released in a prisoner swap. And this week, the go-F-yourself guy, the guy who actually said it, got a medal for it. 
I hope it has whatever the Ukrainian version of the F word is. Uh, they made it up special, so it's like, here is the golden cluster of go F yourselves that we award to you as a hero of the Ukrainian people. <laughs> is that what you think r- r- yeah, that's the what Ukrainian language would sound like? That, that sounds yeah, that, that's totally sounds Scandinavian, not Ukrainian at all. Meatballs. <laughs> but isn't that great? You they thought Russian, they all right? died after telling the you know the Russian war machine to go f themselves, and then it turns out no, they didn't. Some of them were taken prisoner. They're heroes, and they're heroes. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. He's a diaper dandy. Steve Kaplowitz from our partner station, 600 ESPN El Paso, joins us. So, um, tomorrow, let's make our picks for the final four. Come on, tonight. I mean, let's, come on. Let's, we, got, we got a big one tonight at the Garden. Texas A&M and Xavier in the NIT finals. And by the way, here's I mean, I don't know. why. I don't know enough to take a, like, I don't even know who the favorite would be in that game. Uh, probably A&M. Um, I'll give you the line right now. You want the uh, Vegas line on tonight's game? Yeah. Because that's important. Uh, tonight, let's see here if I can get that uh, ready for you. So the line is A&M minus four and a half. Texas A&M 27 and 12. Xavier 22 and 13 in the NIT championship. You know what's, um, you know what's really of... unique about tonight's game? It's hmm. the last time that Madison Square Garden will host the NIT championship. Remember, it's been in, it's been in the Garden forever. Since probably the uh, the you know the 30s or the 40s, but I think now they're going to start rotating uh, like they do the NCAA tournament. So this is it. This is the last time the world's most famous arena will host the NIT championship. Well, they might in the future. I know. don't know. I mean, the whole idea is to get away. But from they're not going to host it every year, right? Exactly. So it's Texas A&M versus Xavier. Yes. Uh, and A&M's the favorite. They are. I'll go with the A&M in this one. I'll go with A&M. All right. Usually when we're talking about Xavier's school, I'm thinking about, like, mutants. Mm. <laughs> I understand. That would that's be great. A, that's they an should, unfair advantage. You know what they should do? They should Diet just make it. Right? They should just go Charles uh, Xavier uh, University. What are that they? Would be the awesome. Xavier what? The Musketeers. Oh, I think you should be the Wolverines. I, think, I thought you were going to say the Xavier X-Men. That would be kind of cool if they became the X-Men yeah. with Marvel's permission and uh, went ahead and used that as their new name. That would be awesome. But then again, is there any other musketeer in college athletics besides Xavier? Probably I think there not. There are three of them, actually. Really? Yeah, three musketeers. <laughs> God. <laughs> you you got to smile. D'Artagnan. Four. <laughs> uh, football fans, I, I don't know a football fan who doesn't hate the way that overtime works. In the NFL, you just mm. universally you hate the idea that your team can lose over a coin flip in overtime without even having a chance to score. Yeah, it's terrible. So for those of us who aren't so knowledgeable, please explain the different rules of overtime. Cappy, uh, contrast the rules between the NFL and, and essentially any other level of football. I mean, let's talk about college. So how does overtime work? Can there be ties in the NFL? In the, yes, they can. Yeah. Okay. And during the regular season, there can. Regular season. Okay. okay. Because the way it works is, in the NFL, they play a 10-minute overtime. Regular rules. Okay. And if nobody scores in 10 minutes, it's a tie. So, um, and the way the overtime works during the regular season, if a team kicks a field goal, then the other team will get the ball, um, assuming they haven't had the possession and a chance to try to either tie or win the game. But if the first team gets in the end zone for a touchdown... Over. Over. Ball game. Oh. 
So and a lot of that can- will will a field goal clinch the win then? No. The, okay, okay. The other team has a chance to tie or beat. Okay. Now college. Okay. What happens is the first team in overtime gets the ball to twenty five yard line, and they can do whatever you know, touchdown, field goal, and then no matter what, whether they score or don't score, the other team will get that other opportunity, and then they go back and forth, back and forth until we we get a winner. So makes sense. Yeah, that that so, actually makes so more college, sense than the yeah, NFL rules. College cannot end in a tie okay. under any circumstances. It has to end with a win. NFL is different. Although in the postseason, okay, so the same rules in the NFL applied for a postseason as they did during regular season. The difference is it couldn't end in a tie. Postseason playoffs, you have to have a winner. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the way the NFL would work in the postseason would be 15 minutes sudden death, but. If a team got the ball on the kick, on the opening kick, and drove down and scored a touchdown, game was over. Okay. Because that just happened. It happened in the Buffalo-Kansas uh, City game, and people were outraged because it was a, a classic game, but Buffalo never had the opportunity in overtime because Kansas City went right down the field and scored. So now there's a I, new uh, rule. Seriously, I do not get it how this can be so universally hated by the fans and it sounds like the teams don't like it but the owners aren't willing to change except they're going to change it for the postseason postseason only so now in the postseason if a team gets the ball on the opening kickoff in overtime and scores a touchdown the other team will still get an opportunity okay to respond okay exactly but that's only in the postseason it's still going to be the same way it was in the regular season yes so we can still have ties um and the same rules apply but they just don't want they don't want a playoff game to be decided um the way it always has. It been. looks like the Colts and the Eagles proposed the rule change for all games, including the regular season, but not enough support among the owners. I heard a great take yesterday from uh Jeff Erickson from Rotowire, who's one of my weekly guests on Wednesdays. His point is he didn't like the uh, new overtime rule for the playoffs. He said, you know what? Play defense. Play defense. Because ultimately, if your season is on the line and it's the first possession of overtime, then you shouldn't let a team go down and score a touchdown. Play defense. And he's probably right. Because you know, he didn't want to see the game, the, the rules suddenly change where if a team gives yeah, up a touchdown. but it's a major, major advantage to whoever wins the coin flip. Well, keep him out of the end zone. Keep him out. You'll give up a field goal. But don't let him score a touchdown. It is an advantage. But you know what? You play 60 minutes of football to get to that point, stop them or hold them. Hold them to to three instead of giving up a touchdown. I want to talk about the Cleveland Browns for a second. Where do things stand right now with Deshaun Watson and Baker Mayfield and the Browns in the NFL? Well, Deshaun Watson has been cleared of any wrongdoing, okay? So he is now... No, they didn't clear him. They just did not choose to charge charge. Which does not mean he was innocent. It just means right. we don't have enough evidence, or we choose we don't think we have enough evidence to, to get criminal. A prosecution criminal, right? right. Could, there could there there could still, I guess, be personal uh, a, a personal well, suit, right? He, yeah, and the fact that he might have done something, he could be a wrong, in the wrong, like, right. for whatever happened, but uh, it doesn't mean that he's legally liable yet. Well, first off, before all this junk happened um, a, a year ago, you know, Deshaun Watson was considered one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and he's still young. And he's now well. The um, Browns think must think he's a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. They I do. Don't know. Baker Mayfield's not the best quarterback in the league, but he's in more commercials. He's marketable. Know? He's for whatever reason a mid, maybe slightly above the 
50% line, you know, a little better than average, but not much, that he does all these commercials. Hmm. Yeah, based on all of his press, I thought Baker Mayfield was one of the best in the league. Based on the marketing, correct? Yeah, yeah no, that's not the case. Matter what, of fact, what is he's, the, up, he's up and down. That's the problem with Baker Mayfield. He's up and down. Meaning, one game he'll look great, one game he'll look like he doesn't belong. Did you in, see in, Peyton Manning wants his gifts back from... Uh, uh, Tom Brady. He sent him a nice bottle of wine and a card. Apparently, really, he, he wants gifts back. Well, he Man, wants. It. He I can't do that. I think it's tongue in cheek. I think it's a little tongue in cheek. But he's like, hey, give me my gift back. Give me my uh, retirement wine. Sounds back. like you know that sounds like an episode of uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm with Larry David. <laughs> you unretired. You unretired. Yeah. It's pretty. Like, like uh, Larry David would show up at Tom Brady's house, kind of like awkwardly asking, yeah. like, hey, pretty you, good. You give me back. Give me. Back uh, give me back the wine. <laughs> So what is, ba- what, is, what is Baker Mayfield going to do? Who wants Baker oh, Mayfield? That's the question. You got, he's going to be traded, but you know you want to get something good for him if you can. I don't know what they're going to get at this point in time. Um, that's going to be really interesting. I mean, do they get um, a third-round pick, a fourth-round pick? They're not getting a first. We know that. And I'm interested to see what happens because, number one, now, um, if you are the NFL, um, will they suspend Watson? And they still so could, and Roger could. Goodell has yes. said even if there aren't any criminal charges, that doesn't mean there won't be a suspension. There could be a suspension. Right. Deshaun Watson claims he's innocent. Right, which is why, by the way, um, that's, you know, now, um, he's on the roster. I guess they want to see probably what happens to, to, um, to Watson first, but think of it this way, okay? The longer you wait then maybe the less his value goes down. Mm-hmm. So you, he's going to start for somebody this year. There's plenty of teams that could use Baker Mayfield. Plenty of teams that could use him. So I think he's getting traded. As a starter, you mean? Yeah, you could send him to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Steelers don't have a quarterback. They could use Baker Mayfield. Well, the plan is that Cleveland's going to part ways with Mayfield, but you got to consider there's an $18 million guaranteed salary for this year. It's a lot of money. That's a guaranteed salary. Yep, that's a problem. The, there's also the, the there's also this though okay maybe a team trades for Baker Mayfield and works out a new contract and gives him a longer extension because if you're going to trade for him you obviously feel like he can be your starter for the long term not just a one year thing so maybe you rework the deal which then changes the salary effect on the uh, payroll which could also be a possibility Bruce Arians stepping down as Tampa Bay coach what's going on. With well, I, I think if you uh, read between the lines, even though some people don't believe there's any uh, connection, I think that a lot of this has to do with Tom Brady coming back. Uh, well, I think they that's did not like a see lot of I, people are like, yes. did did Arians leave because Tom Brady changed his mind about retirement? Well, or did, or did Arians leave because Tom Brady said the only way I'm coming back is if I'm playing for Todd Bowles, not Bruce Arians. Todd Bowles, the defensive coordinator, who's now the new head coach. This um, could have had, this absolutely. could be because. Wait, is, is Tom Brady blaming the fact that they didn't win the uh, this year did it as good on the coach. No, I think they I mean, just haven't seen eye to eye on certain things. Yes, that's correct. That's, uh, that's correct. And and Arians and Brady, look, they've both been around a long time, and they probably butt heads a little bit. And you know, um, I, I could. And Brady liked uh, the defensive coordinator as the new head coach. He loves Todd Bowles, so I could see that. And Todd Bowles has been a head coach before. He coached the Jets, um, and you know, didn't do that great, but was well liked by the players. <laughs> So he's a player's kind of coach. Is it normal for a player to have that much clout within yes. the organization? Okay. When you're when you're Tom Brady, yes. Look at Aaron Rodgers in Green right. Bay. That's a good point. Look at that situation. Another one. 
So, yeah, there are certain players that you feel, I don't want to say they're bigger than the team, but they have, have, an impact. They have a huge impact. And, and Brady, we all know. Look, without Tom Brady, what's Tampa Bay? Right. Probably a middle-of-the-road NFL team. Well, what's Tom Brady without Gronk? I mean, he's still one of the great. He's got, still got, the listen, greatest quarterback. They've got so, in, in, in yeah. NFL history. They've got a good receiving core. You mean they've got so many weapons on that team. Gronk is his safety blanket, but without him, they've got enough guys where it's not. Don't worry. Don't feel. Don't feel bad for Tom Brady. He'll be just fine. As long as you protect him, as long as that offensive line keeps him in one piece, uh, Tampa Bay is still going to be one of those teams that uh, has a real good shot at going back to a Super Bowl next year. Cappy, does anything come to mind about? Uh, something that's no longer open in El Paso that you wish was, or something that was once here that's no longer Oh, here. so many things around here. Absolutely. Joanna's writing nice. article. She's writing a second article. A third. Um, She's writing a third article. I'm a write, third I'm article. I'm going okay, so, to as much as I can. What comes to mind? Uh, Putt-Putt. Yeah. Um, that's a good that's, one. A lot of people said Putt-Putt. Um, Mr. Sub was a great oh, okay. restaurant back in the day. Mr. Sub here on North Mesa, right by the red. I think it's this radio station building, actually. Could have been right close to us. That was a that was a great... Mr. Sub. Oh, Mr. it was Sub. unbelievable. But you are reminding Speaking me of another of one. Speaking of subs, uh, Briar's Deli is a great one that's gone that we wish we still had right now. And so, so That's and one of the few places you could food, get When it comes to food, soup. by the way, when Briar's it comes to Deli food, okay? Are you familiar with that one, Jonah? Listen, no. here's the food right off the bat. Uncle Bows gone. Oh, Uncle, Uncle Bows. Okay. Uh, Briar's Deli gone. Mr. Sub gone. Bellinapoli gone. Bellinapoli. I brought up Bellinapoli. They and didn't have Capetos. any idea what I was talking. You know, I know Ed's doing catering, but Capetto's is gone. They had um, a Buzz Adams pizza on the menu. Get out of here! <laughs> yeah, sure did. Did they really? Spinach was it mushroom, extra cheesy? No, spinach, mushrooms, and shrimp. You also have the Time Tunnel. That was a uh, very popular uh, roller skating rink here on the West Side back in the day. <laughs> See, Steve is full of knowledge. About oh, yeah. Buzz Adams Pizza, I've lots of sausage, years. lots of cheese. There you <laughs> go. It's a sausage <laughs> fest. It's a sausage <laughs> fest. <laughs> and Buzz is invited. Have a great one, everybody. We'll make our final four picks tomorrow. Steve, we'll see you for Turning Talk tomorrow. Got okay. it. All right, sounds good.